2: Welcome to the bat Around. It is a beautiful, a little bit chilly, but beautiful Saturday morning here in Baltimore and it is our final show ever. No, it's our Everest. final. It's our Sick, final guys, enjoy show. you got it. Before the uh, the major league baseball season starts on Thursday. About half the teams playing on Thursday. About half the teams playing on f- opening on Friday, including your hometown Orioles, who will be opening on Friday against Shane McClanahan and the Tampa Bay Rays. McClanahan, McC- McClanahan. It's yeah, a it's, it's a it's a name. It's a m- McClan. Hey. Hey, McClanahan. I it, like that one. Yeah, yeah it, it, do, do, you know, uh, do you know the game
3: Wordle? It's called W-A-R-D-L-E. Uh, don't, no, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, McClanahan was the answer to it the other day, and I, I just couldn't figure it out. I don't know what it was. His name just doesn't pop into my mind when I think of Ray's starting pitchers at this played,
2: point. I played Wordle um, for a little bit, just to see what all the hoopla.
3: Wait, you're saying Wordle or Wordle?
2: Wordle. Oh, I'm talking about the baseball I, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I played Wordle mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just, who cares? I mean, not, I not, not, not who cares about your point. Your point's relevant to the show because you're talking about Shane McClanahan. Yeah. McClanahan was the answer. Everybody just plays this game, and they're like, oh, here's what. Dylan Atkinson, who used to come on mm-hmm. the payoff pitch with me, and he's been on this show I, I, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he posts his score every—and God, I love you, Dylan, but nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares that you're 70 for 70 mm-hmm. in Wordle. Mm-hmm. No cares. Mm, yeah, it's uh, like, a thing. It's a it, thing. But why? I don't
3: know. I mean, I didn't make it. But why is it a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I li- I I really don't play the uh, the regular one that much, but the baseball one—that's a lot of fun. Uh,
2: I, you a- know, and what? the football but, one. But,
3: Weddle, Weddle, Weddle. Yeah, like Eric one. Weddle. Like like Eric Weddle. That's cool. That's a good one. That's cool. I
2: like L- that one. Hey, hey, and you know what? Kudos to you. You know why I'm saying kudos to you? I had no idea that you were playing this game. Because you're not posting no. it on <laughs> Twitter, post- no. For the people that don't care to see, guys, I play a lot of Sudoku on really? my phone, uh, dude. Did I, not know that. I it's, it 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 enhances you. I don't want to get dementia when I'm old, and and the more active you, <laughs> the, the, it's a it's a proven fact that the more active you keep your brain, the more yeah. you challenge your brain, the, um, no, you- the, the 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 less likely you are to suffer brain deterioration, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, just being Zach Goodman, you know. It <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: realized we're in the wrong place over here. We were streaming this to Glenn Clark Radio. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm going to go change that for us. I just realized if, any, um, if anyone is 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 questioning why we're on Glenn Clark Radio, should I
2: change that for us? Well, you started the recording on WavePad late too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we just kind of got to let it ride. Okay. And we'll we'll, we'll uh, let it ride. Because uh, guys, if you're it's listening, a- you're going to have to go
3: to. Um, Currently, no one is on that. But just y- go on Facebook. You're going to
2: go on the Facebook. Go on to, to youtubecom slash online yeah. If you happen to want to go to um to pressboxonline.com/radio to listen Glenn to Clark, us. Apparently. You're going to have to go listen under Glenn Clark Radio. At the the way that the show started with Wavepad not being started till 3 minutes into the show and with Zach recording on the on the uh, yeah, wrong mix I, LR, we there's no way for us to upload the show uh at the end if we were to turn it off and restart it on our own thing. So you're going to have to listen under Glenn Clark Radio or just go look at our beautiful, handsome faces on Facebook.com/slash yeah, we, Pressbox Sports or YouTube.com/slash Pressbox Online. Uh, it's 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 not a huge deal. It's just it's an oversight. Simple I've, mistake. Didn't I, log I, out. I've I've made the oversight in the past myself. So if you're listening on Press, your only way to listen is listening on PressboxOnline.com/slash Radio. Just go to the Glenn, Glenn Clark Radio tab and listen to us live there. Otherwise, look at our beautiful faces. Anyway, My apologies, everyone. No, no big deal, man. Um, anyway, I, we completely lost where we were. We were oh, uh, we're talking I talking about Wordle and Wordle uh, yeah, and Weddle. And, and I I play Sudoku, mm-hmm. uh, and I only play on expert level. The other ones aren't challenging enough, so I play on expert level. And if I make a mistake, I have to quit. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to quit. Really? Now, here's the thing, because if you make a mistake, a lot of times making that mistake lets you know mm-hmm. where that where the number is supposed to go, and then that opens a Pandora's yeah. box of all the right answers. So for me, if I make a mistake, a I shouldn't have made a mistake because it's I just I, I, I like to challenge myself better mm. than that yeah b I don't want to know any of the any of the answers, so I have to start over or restart the same game yeah. and play again. it's not because it's not a take my ball and go home thing it's a I didn't do good enough and I won't allow myself to cheat.
3: I have no idea how to play Sudoku or Sudoku or however you say it Sudoku. I, I've never played it in my life. It's like a bunch of numbers in a little grid. That's all I know yeah, about you, it.
2: Yeah, you you can you can learn how to play. Can, yeah, d- I'm g- sure it's not that you, difficult.
3: It no, it's a difficult game. Well, if you play it on rookie or easy mode, yeah, it's probably yeah, not rookie that bad. or easy mode to learn how to, to play to, to begin to learn to how begin. to play.
2: My mom does it with a pen, a pen and paper, pencil mm. and paper. She has like the little Sudoku okay. books. I don't go that far. I just play it on my phone. But anyway, that's not what the show is about. <laughs> Wordle, Wardle, Weddle. Hey, look, Sudoku. Some fun games. This show is about baseball season. Guys, it doesn't feel like it's been almost four weeks, but it's been almost four weeks since we got baseball back, since the lockout ended. Everything starts up on Thursday. The Orioles start up on Friday, and I don't know, man, somehow, some way, I've Mm. convinced myself Uh to be excited. Oh, okay. I I love baseball. And that's reason enough to be excited. That's and why I, we're and, here. And I love the. It's funny. I was laying in bed with the wife the other day. I was no, <laughs> <laughs> little little TMI over I, here. I'm, I'm, I'm laying in. Oh, you should have heard Glenn's show yesterday, man. Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the hell was going. It should have been NC17. Really? Um, I'll oh, go d- back and listen. D- just dropping the word tits and the word ass left and mm. right. It was wow. uh, it was it was a show. Um, we won't do that today, <laughs> unless you want us to. That's what the that's what the, the mean, viewing and listening the, the bat around, audience the bad around gets the ba- TVMA the bad around after dark. Yeah, I mean this we can get serious. We need here. new new theme music. No, so the wife and I are lying in bed and she's watching watching Friends or The Office or one of those shows mm. that's just always on our TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Sudoku or looking up a tidbit for Glenn Clark Radio. Mm-hmm. And I look over at my hat stand. And it's like it's like an old shoe rack, but it's tall and it has all my hats on it. Yeah, and I have so many Orioles hats. Really? But I, I turn I have like two. I turn to my what? Yeah, I have like two. I have like at least twenty that I wear regularly. Actually,
3: three. I have three. And I yeah.
2: tu- I turn to my wife, and I say, "I need another Orioles hat." <laughs> Do she, you? Goes, she goes, <laughs> "What?" You look at all those hats. I think I'm, I'm
3: with Laura on this one. And,
2: and I'm looking at them, I'm like, yeah, but I, I was like, do you understand I wear all of those hats regularly mm-hmm. every week. And a lot of them I wear to the gym. Mm-hmm. I need an Orioles hat that I, I have like two Orioles hats that I won't wear to the gym. Yeah. That I just will not wear to the gym. Sure. Because um, I don't want to get them all sweaty and gross. I was like, I need another Orioles hat to add to the rotation mm-hmm. that doesn't... Uh, and honestly, I'd like to have all of these hats... A second, a second option okay. that I just don't wear to the gym. It's insane of me. Like, like Shoes and hats. I love shoes and hats. I don't have the money to own them because the yeah. shoes cost $100 or more, and hats cost, these days, new era hats cost $30, like, $40, $50. No, bucks. They're, 45, yeah. they're 45 bucks easy, which is yeah. absurd. It's just freaking ridiculous. It but And I'm looking at these, and I just started smiling. I'm looking at all these Orioles hats, and I'm like, man, it's kind of cool that I love something this much. Like I love my <laughs> wife, but I mean, aside from the from the things wife that, baseball. You no, know. th- th- I, I constantly tell <laughs> Laura that I love her more than baseball, and that's a big deal because if you know me, you know how much I love baseball. But I, I'm I'm looking at these hats and I'm like, it's cool to have something outside of the things that you that you love and that you're supposed to love and that you want to love. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have something outside of that that you love so much. And I do. I love, I love baseball. I love the Orioles more than I love baseball. Mm-hmm. And I I I love this team. Good, bad, whatever. I love this team, and I couldn't. It couldn't help but get a smile come to my face, looking at all these Orioles hats that I have on my on my hat rack. Yeah, yeah. And somehow I've convinced myself maybe it won't be so bad this year. Maybe I'm probably wrong. Um, I don't think. That, I, I, and honestly, I put up my predictions for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, O's, Orioles fan statistics. I think uh, a very positive account. By the way, if you if you want to f- yeah. if you want a ha- glass half full of the orange Kool Aid approach <laughs> to to the Orioles, yeah, Orioles fan, Orioles is it Orioles fan statistics? It's or- something
3: like Orioles statistics, something like that. I'm yeah,
2: gonna to the- look up the, the Twitter account, but go to that to yeah. that uh, Twitter handle and follow them
3: because well, it's interesting to me. There's a few accounts out there that are. Always positive about every single little thing. Like, every you know, everything's uh, sunshine and rainbows with some of these accounts. And it's kind of interesting. And I don't hate the approach. It's just sometimes it can get a little it, unrealistic. It, it, it's it's
2: Oriel Statistics. I believe that if you go to follow them, the actual Twitter handle is... That
3: account is pretty interesting, though, because they post a lot of... Uh,
2: At Status. One.
3: Okay. Yeah, they, they post a lot of pretty interesting statistics that you might not know unless you follow the account. So, uh,
2: But they are also very positive. Very positive. Very positive yes, when overwhelmingly. It comes to the Orioles. And, and, but they put up uh, predictions for the record and the most valuable Oriole and the Orioles Cy Young and the R- Orioles Rookie of the Year, this, that, and the other. And for my predictions, I put up 61 and 101 for the Orioles. Uh, I saw a lot of... I saw 73 and 89. I, said, I saw 75 and 87. Yeah. Um, I saw 69 and 93. I saw a lot of things projecting the Orioles to not even sniff 100 yeah. losses. You For, said You said 63 wins? I said 61 and 101. I think oh, okay. you said 63 wins. I, yeah, I was
3: just going to say, I, I, yeah. I said 63 wins. Yeah. That's where I'm at.
2: So, so I still... I almost knocked the mic over. <laughs> I still understand where the Orioles are. Yeah. But... If you can't look at this... As an Orioles fan, yeah. if you, if all you see is a $30 million payroll and a team that's going to lose 100 losses, I feel bad for you because you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You look at the Orioles rotation, and yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. What, what we see now, basically what we're going with... You're going to have uh, John Means and Jordan Lyles in your first two spots of the rotation. Yeah. Then probably Dean Kramer, third. Mm. Then probably Bruce Zimmerman, fourth. You can start the home opener, Baltimore native. It makes sense. And he was in the rotation last year, lefty with a nice curveball. And then fifth, you're getting Tyler Wells. Yeah. And I like, I like Tyler Wells. I think he has a he has a high ceiling. The thing with Tyler Wells is he's not stretched out enough. So you're getting three innings of Tyler Wells. Yeah. And then three innings of a piggyback. Three to four innings of a piggyback. And is that Keegan Aiken, who I just don't like? Or no, is, it, is, I, is it Zach Lowther, who maybe I can get on board with, but spring training strength spring, spring training uh success is not regular season success. I'm I mean, not on
3: board with either Louther or Aiken. I've right. seen enough. I've seen enough. And I it, it hasn't even been that much, but it doesn't take very long I've for s- you to say these guys don't have big league stuff.
2: These I've guys don't have big league command. Enough of Keegan Aiken. Oh yeah, totally. And, and every now I'm and again, Keegan get, Keegan Aiken goes out and has a decent decent performance. Like he took a no oh, hit in in in, yeah. in in game two of a doubleheader against the Blue Jays last year. He mm-hmm. took a no hitter into the seventh inning, which is the he final did. inning. He did. And then the Orioles gave up. The Orioles gave up eleven runs yeah. in that seventh inning. They lost eleven to two. Mm-hmm. And he took a no hitter into that seventh inning. Yep. Uh, so every now and again, Keegan Aiken will go out there and he'll put up and will put up a good performance. But yeah. by and large, he's been unsuccessful as a major league pitcher. Right. Wildly successful in the minor leagues. Right. Unsuccessful at the big league level. Zach Lowther, I'm willing to see more, because he's he he's where I where I am with him is where I was with Keegan Aiken at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Where I saw a little bit out of Louther. he had that nice five inning start with one run allowed against the Red Sox in his final start back in September. I'm and and he's he looked good this spring. I'm willing to take a look. Yeah. I don't think he's a guy I want in my starting rotation. And honestly, I don't no. think he's a guy who's going to be in any starting rotation. But if he can be a swingman in the bullpen, if he can be that piggyback with Tyler Wells, he can go out there and give you three, maybe four innings yep. of one or two-run ball after Wells leaves the game. And Wells, you have to imagine, right, that he's not going to be a piggyback starter all year, if he's successful, they'll continue to stretch, stretch him out, him out sure. until he gets up to builds up to five innings, six innings, seven innings every now and again. Mm-hmm. I don't ever expect a complete game out. I don't expect a complete no. games out of anybody except for John Means, maybe, and maybe <laughs> Jordan Lyles at, at this point. But then you, but the whole point of this is this. The whole point of this is that you look at the uh, the starting rotation, where it is now, and where you think it's going to be in August, September. Yeah. And that's when you're going to have John Means, and maybe they trade Jordan Lyles, but you have John Means, and you have Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall, and Kyle Bradish, and maybe Tyler Wells as your five starters. And that's a rotation that if that was a starting rotation today, if that was a starting rotation in 2023 to start the year, I'm pretty damn excited about that rotation. Yeah,
3: I am, but I, I think that with guys like Rodriguez and Hall, you have to take a step back and realize that they're going to be very limited inning wise. So even if these guys are in the rotation, they might only get four or five uh, innings out of an outing. We know that Brandon Hyde loves the pool starters early. That's something he's kind of been known for a little bit, and I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not. I guess privy to that information. It's but it's, it's it's he, just a game. He, these days. he loves the you know pool pitchers after four or five. And honestly, with the way that Grayson Rodriguez and and D. L. Hall have built up innings throughout their minor league career. I don't know if I see them pitching deep into September without getting shut down, especially Hall. I mean, well, he just well, hasn't thrown that many innings.
2: That's why. That's why DL Hall. He's healthy and he looked really good in, now. In, in that game. <laughs> yeah. but he's healthy. Right, he is. Right yeah, now. you can't just assume he's going to get hurt. No, it's just I, he's I, 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 a guy barely like, uh,
3: pitched any innings in his minor league career. I, a a if guy, you look at a it. guy
2: like, but really the main health issue was last year. Yeah. I, I don't think you can call the guy injury-prone. They, they were building no, him up. No, not yet. They, they, in 20, he was drafted in 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, 2018, he's pitching. 2019, he gets up to about 91 in the third innings pitched. Yeah. 2020, there's no season. Mm-hmm. 2021, he goes out there, he has a stress reaction, he only gets seven seven starts, 32 in the third innings. Yeah. So he's had the one injury, and people just seem to think that deal Hall is injury-prone. He, he, he had the one issue. Yeah. It's worked out now. They know that his innings aren't where they'd like him to be at this point in his mm-hmm. career. So they're going to hold him back in Sarasota. He's going to be in a, be in an, ex- an extended spring training. Then he's going to go to Bowie. He's going to get some starts. He'll probably move up. And, and you're right. It's going to be three innings, four innings, mm. then five innings, then yeah. six innings. They'll build him up to the point where when he gets to the major league level, it's not to bring him up for ten starts and then shut him down. It's to bring him up and not have to shut him down.
3: Yeah, I mean, that would be the goal. It'll, sure. be,
2: it'll be workload management. It's yeah. what they did with Grayson Rodriguez last year. Grayson Rodriguez... I would not be surprised to see make a jump to about 150 innings this year. I would hope so. That's about the number that I would put him at.
3: So one thing Keith Law was was saying last year that I really agree with him on is that Grayson Rodriguez had training wheels on the entire year, and they would pull him after four or five every single outing. And I just want to see him pitch deeper into those games. He's going to. See what he can do in the seventh or eighth inning. I mean, if he's pitching well, if he's at, you know, Seventy-five pitches through six innings. Let him keep going. Let him keep mm-hmm. pitching into that seventh and eighth inning, and, and just see what he's got. See, you know, don't run him up over a hundred. I'm not saying stress his arm out like you know crazy amount or anything, but just you know let him work a little deeper into games and see a lineup three, four, you know, maybe even five times at one point. If you're seeing a lineup, I highly uh, doubt if, it. If I highly a doubt it, five
2: times you're, it would be you're, you're, it would be, you're, you're, be you're, unlikely. Yeah, I don't know that anybody sees a lineup five times, but but complete game but, maybe. But, but but if you throw in a complete game, you're probably seeing a lineup three and a half times.
3: Yeah, you're right because you're gonna get guys out so efficiently. But yeah, yeah you're right. But um, my my point is, is just that I, he needs the he needs to pitch more and you're, innings and, you're, and, and more you're deeper saying, in the games.
2: Let him get into that seventh, that eighth inning. I don't need that. Let him pitch into. Let him pitch through through six Better, because yeah. because he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, five innings, five and a third, five and two thirds. I think was his, was his high last year. Yeah, let him get through six. Let him turn a lineup over a third time. Yeah, that's what you need to see. He's gotten through a lineup twice. What happens when he gets to that lineup the third time? Yeah, and his stuff—you would imagine if he can—if he can hit triple digits with this fastball and the four-plus pitches, you would imagine that he can get through a lineup a third time pretty, pretty. I decently. don't have a concern about it. Yeah, yeah, and neither do I. So, so it's one of those things where Grace is probably going to get five, six starts, yeah. seven starts. Down. I can't imagine him getting more than ten, more than ten starts at Norfolk. No, he's going to dominate because that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, and when I say dominate, he'll have an ERA below four. What's
3: your predicted date? Grayson Rodriguez arrives I, I, in Baltimore. I
2: think I I said April 29th. because in mid April they go on a pretty long road trip. Okay, and I think his debut is one of their first games back at home. Okay, so this month, this month, yes. Grayson Rodriguez
3: is in an Orioles uniform.
2: I, I I I believe I picked April 29th. Okay, because I I think they're gonna, because he's gonna start. He starts earlier. Yeah, he starts yeah. April fifth. Um, so he's going to go down there and he's going to get four or five starts, yeah. probably five starts. And if, and if he's pitching like we think Grayson Rodriguez, because I, I think Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall are big league pitchers right now. I think oh, yeah, I, for sure. I, I, I think they're big league pitchers right now. If he pitches like we think he can, I would say April 29th if, if there's a need. Um, Where
3: is the Super 2 in relation to that day? Because I think that might play a part.
2: It's it's 15 days for all prospects. Okay, so it's it's it's, it's, 15, I, it's 15 days. So there's it's 100 and 187 days in the Major League Baseball season. Yeah. And you can't be active for more than 172 to get that extra year.
3: All these new interesting CBA rules that are amended. That's always been the thing, though. Has it always been the same that, numbers? It's okay. always been the same I numbers. thought they might have amended the numbers a little bit. No. But um, as far as you know, Grayson Rodriguez, I'm going to say mid to late May. I think they're going to keep him down a little longer. Um, give him a, a, a certain number of starts at Norfolk and just let him settle in a little bit and, and build and up did, those did innings I, a little bit. Hang,
2: hang on. Did I, I may have not. I may mean May 29th.
3: Maybe that, that's Cause I th- where cause he might be. A-
2: because April 29th does seem early to me. Yeah, I, I think I saw um,
3: another person predict pretty pretty recently that he'd be up in, in late April. So I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I'm not going to say it's out of the question. I think that the, the Orioles are definitely considering that. But I think that mid to late May makes oh, a little more sense.
2: I picked April 29th for Adley. Oh, okay, yeah. That, April, April 29th for Adley Rutschman. That I'm with I, I, you on. I, have, I have June 7th for Grayson Rodriguez, okay. and I have uh, June 21st for D.L. Hall.
3: Oh, I have later for Hall, personally. I I would say more into uh, late July, August.
2: Dude, I, I, I watched him pitch. Mm-hmm. I think he's more big... I think he's more big league ready than Grayson Rodriguez.
3: Oh, I would agree. I mean, he's been look. He's been in the org since 2017. It's yeah. been a long time. He's, I, he's had a lot of uh, I like think I just call him the
2: org. You, like you abbreviate it, like well, you're typing a letter. The org. I mean,
3: is that is that not okay, Paul?
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's just I've never heard anybody <laughs> do that. He's been really? in the org. I
3: don't know. I say it a lot. Um, it's just a good way to abbreviate it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Deal Hall has been around for a while. I mean, this is a guy that yeah. he's been to a lot of big league spring trainings. He's been to a lot of. Uh, you know, different levels at this point, and I feel like the D.L. Hall is, is probably pretty close. I mean, if you look at D.L. Hall, he's better than 60%, 75% of the Orioles pitchers on this team right now. I guarantee you. I guarantee you.
2: Uh, you mean like starters?
3: No, just uh, pitchers as a whole. Pitcher, I guarantee pitcher, you D.L. Hall, Hall is better uh, they, I, than I, I think, about 75%. I, 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 I think the number is higher than that. It I, might be. I, it I, might I, be. I, he's nasty. I mean, look, D.L. Hall compared to Keegan Aiken? Come on. I mean, they're they're he, not even in the same stratosphere. him, so,
2: and DL Hall shouldn't even be on the same team, right?
3: And, that, and that's my point. The, the, the reason that DL Hall will will stay down for a little while is to build up innings, that's, not uh, because he's not big league ready. He is big league and, league and
2: you listen to Mike Elias talk about him. He mm-hmm. said, "Look, if D.L., DL can go down and prove that he's healthy, yeah. and dominate, I think he'll get here quick.
3: Yeah, he will. I, I,
2: and so, like a lot of people think he's coming in July, August. I really believe that, D, that a the Orioles' starter going to get knocked around. B well. And that's the thing. That's well, the, and that's that's the beauty of this time of year, because I've convinced myself in my own mind, <laughs> maybe they won't, maybe well, they, they won't, but they will. They will. D- Dean Kramer can will likely come out and prove that he can't throw. He's going to get rocked. Uh, and I hope you're wrong. I won't. Say oh, I hope I'm wrong too. I won't say that unequivocally. I won't say he's going to he's going to get rocked. I have no reason to Cause, believe cause, otherwise. Because if if Dean Kramer, because the dude t- the dude throws ninety five. He does. If if Dean Kramer can throw strikes mm-hmm. and not and, and get that cutter to move, because when that cutter doesn't move, it gets it, hit a little bit. It long just way. sits there. Eighty eight yeah. across the middle. And, and and that's that's the big issue with him is that it doesn't just sit there, yeah. but he leaves it up in the zone.
3: Did you see Castellanos hit that massive shot yes, off Kramer? Oh, 100 percent And, that's, 100% and that's exactly why I think that Dean Kramer is, is going to get shelled this year.
2: But I also saw him strike out Reese Hoskins twice. Harper. Harper, yeah. Schwarber, uh, and JT Realmuto. He did, but it, it, how much does
3: that matter if you're just going to leave a cutter across the middle of the plate?
2: Well, if you leave three cutters across the middle of the plate and you give up three solo home runs in six innings,
3: but they don't have to be solo. I mean, guys, yeah, yeah, guys but, are going to get on. So,
2: but say that that, but but let's say that that's how it goes. That you mm-hmm. give up three solo home runs, still a good outing, sure. It's six yeah. innings, th- three runs. Yeah, it does matter that these are legitimate, and we're not just legitimate. Some of the best big league hit- hitters in the league. Yeah. And he's he's striking them out. Castellanos and uh, Kyle Schwarber got $179 million this offseason combined because they hit home runs. Seeing Nick Castellanos, who hits over 300 every year and over 30 homers and over 100 RBIs Mm -hmm. every year, hit a home run off a guy who's a fringe big league pitcher to this point Mm -hmm. is not shocking to me because he does
3: it off of better pitchers. So the question mark for me, though, is that That's that cutter, 88 over the middle, that didn't move at all, didn't drop, didn't cut, didn't do anything. Uh, How many big league hitters aren't going to hit that? At least get a hit out of it. Maybe not a home run. I mean, Castianos, sure. Castellanos
2: well, is yeah, one of the best but, but hitters in baseball. How many? How many big league hitters are going to miss mistakes? A lot. Not but, not that many. Pl- plenty of, pl- but my point is, plenty of big league pitchers make mistakes. Oh yeah, pl- for, pl- sure, plenty, for sure. Plenty right. of big league pitchers hang curveballs yeah. or throw a cutter that doesn't cut every now and again. Yeah. I, I know. Look, I'm not a big league pitcher, but I pitch. I pitch in tournaments mm-hmm. I- a- across the country, and I'll... there are times when I can't get my curveball to break. And so it just—it's—it's sure. lo- it's just a sixty-mile-an-hour effus right over the middle of the plate.
3: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm not saying that that's uncommon. I mean that—that's every. I mean Justin Verlander will do it. You know, I mean the, the best pitchers, Corbin Burns, they'll all do it at one point. I just think it's going to be more of a a pattern with Kramer than maybe, um, you know, than maybe we expect at this point. I don't know. I I, I wish Kramer all the success in the world. So I, I hope he has comes out and has, has a great year. That's what I'm rooting for.
2: Yeah. No. I, I'm uh. I'm glad that he's pitched well enough to warrant getting another shot. And from what I saw out of him against the Phillies the other day, I was I was impressed. I, I I wasn't like oh that's Dean Kramer. I thought he pitched well. No walks. He gave up a couple of hits, a couple of home runs to guys who got paid a lot of money to hit home runs, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. So that's just sometimes that's just the way the the way the cookie crumbles. But while Zach gets uh. While Zach gets Stan on the line here, um, the rest of the show today, guys, we got a big show. Today is our Major League Baseball preview show. Uh, we're going to talk with Stan in a couple of in a couple of seconds here about his expectations for the Orioles, about his thoughts on what how the rotation is lining up, the infield competition, Roof Neto door. Uh, then we're going to have Ryan Blake from Utah Street Report. He's going to join us. We wanted to have Ryan in studio to do our Major League Baseball prediction show today. Um, but with his work schedule, he just couldn't make it happen. So we're gonna call him at 11 o'clock uh, and get his preview of the season. He he and I are also doing a little um, a little side project every Monday night. We're gonna be doing another Oriole show um, that you can find, and he's gonna plug that a little bit, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, after that, Zach's gonna sound off. I thought he was gonna sound off about Matt Harvey, but he's sounding off instead about. Um, I do
3: want to talk about that as well.
2: I forgot what you're sounding off about,
3: but. Uh, Shane Bieber.
2: Oh about, oh, about about Shane Bieber, and Zach and I are on the same page with Shane Bieber. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to get into our uh, division rankings, our, div- our 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 playoff predictions, our awards predictions, uh, and then we're going to close the show today with Take to rake. But we're about two hours away from that. In the meantime, joining us now, uh, you can find him weekly. doing. He's, he's doing three, four, five shows a week these days. one of the busiest, hardest-working men in, in all of sports. He is Stan the Fan, Charles. He's joining us live on the bat around today. Stan, good morning to you. Is
4: that me you're talking about? The hardest working <laughs> man uh, it's hardly me. Uh you work hardly pretty damn made.
2: hard. You, you you got a lot going on, man. I I yeah. know I certainly appreciate it. How are you today?
4: I'm good. I'm good. I've been bothered the last week with uh allergies.
3: Zach's and been going through that the, for about a yeah, month. Yeah, I it it's been yeah. a while for me too. Yeah. My
4: eyes are like absolutely just horrible. I mean it just it's all the time. So oh. I've got something due in from Amazon today. I can't wait to get it for my mm. drop. Zyrtex,
3: oh. then. Zyrtec, Dan. Zertec. That's the one that works for me.
4: Which one? Zertec. Is that a uh, prescription med? No, that's
3: over the counter. It's, it's, the counter. A, it's okay. kind of expensive. I'm it's getting very some uh,
4: Patadine, I think. Okay. Yeah, which has always worked for me. But I'll tell you what really works is that if you go to your either an allergist or a uh, eye doctor and they give you the sample because the, they give you the I, I think it's hard to imagine that they make something that small, for, you know, yeah. with like the, with the the amount of liquid they give you for eye drops. Yeah. But it's like fifty or sixty dollars or something like that. But if they if you can get a sample or two, it uh, takes care of it like immediately. Yeah, unbelievable.
2: Well, well, there you go. I'm a I am I, I take Zyrtec. Uh, but I have to take yeah. it at night because it makes you fall asleep. It Cla- does. Claritin. Claritin you have to use extended for an extended period of time. For oh, the Zyrtonic, take-
4: you're talking about you take a pill, Zyrtec, it's right? It's a pill, yeah. It's yeah. A pill. Okay, yeah. I'm taking this uh, Alec Clear mm. uh, that I got from uh, Costco and that's not helping my eyes at all
2: uh, well Stan I'm sure the orioles aren't helping your eyes either they've <laughs> <laughs> they've uh, it's going, they've, uh <laughs> their, their rotation has taken oh. shape and we're looking at it and it looks like it's going to be John Means, Jordan Lyles we're reading the tea leaves it looks like Dean Kramer Bruce Zimmerman and then you called this last week or the week before Stan I believe it wasn't
4: it wasn't me that called it it was Jim Henneman our 82-year-old writer who every year goes down to spring training and doesn't have nearly the connections that, uh, you know, the uh, Dan Connolly or Rich Dubroff or Rock have and always comes, uh, actually beats the, beats their pants on sort of stories that are going to evolve, and he's the one that pointed it out.
2: But. Yeah, and, 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 and Jim Henneman, give him all the credit in the world. He was 100% correct. It looks like it's going to be... Tyler Wells, that's going to be taking that that one of the starting rotation spots, and they're going to make him uh, do a piggyback type of thing where he gives you three, maybe four innings, then they have a guy like maybe a Zach Louther come in after him. Um, Stan, it looks like they're not bringing in an arm, another arm from the outside to help fill out this rotation. What are your thoughts on what we're looking at starting the season?
4: Well, you know, you've got basically you've got two guys that you you hope you know what you're going to get out of, and that's Jordan Wiles and John Means. Um, and and I'm curious to see John Means this year because um, John Means, when he is right, is as good a pitcher as there is in the league almost. You know, he's right. in the top ten. But there are too, way too many outings where he just is not, he's not that, that guy. You know, um, and there always seems to be an injury issue with John as well. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you knew right now you could pencil him in for 150 innings of quality pitching, you'd have two guys at the top of the rotation that are decent, you know, decent, good arms. Uh, and the other three, it seems like they are on a fact-finding mission this year, uh, <laughs> again, where they're not ready to really win uh because they didn't invest in in getting better in that regard they're hoping that they can get better and get answers on those three three spots in the rotation I And thought- probably probably what they're really hoping is that one of them pops you know that that bruce zimmerman becomes a uh, an uh, an okay starting pitcher you know solid not spectacular or they're hoping that Dean Kramer takes a big jump up. They're not going to get all three of those, you know, right. Wells and 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 Kramer and uh, Zimmerman. All three pop. It just doesn't happen.
2: Were you able to watch Dean Kramer pitch against the Phillies the other day? No, I've
4: not seen him pitch this spring yet. He,
2: he didn't. He, he he got to a few three ball counts that I w- would have liked to have mm-hmm. seen him stay away from. But he didn't walk a batter. He only gave mm-hmm. he, he gave up five hits in three innings. He gave up the three runs but mm-hmm. they were they were on home runs to Kyle Schwarber Nick and Nick Castellanos. Struck out five, and those five guys he struck out were Reese Hoskins twice, Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, and Kyle Schwarber. I thought, aside from the home runs, I thought that he pitched well. Um, mm-hmm. are, were you shocked to, to learn that Kramer's probably getting first crack at this rotation, given the debacle that his season was last year?
4: Um, well... The guy who you would have thought might have gotten that role would have been Keegan Aiken. He's been just awful in spring training. Yeah, I have not bad. seen him, but I'm, I'm checking the box scores you know, every day, and he hasn't had one good outing.
2: I watched him pitch yesterday, and he was not good. He, he just yeah. was not good. He, he couldn't throw a strike. He, he's not a good pitcher.
3: It's as simple as that. But Stan, I also wanted to ask you regarding Kyle Bradish, a guy that got optioned decently late in camp. I would say at this point, he was one of the last final cuts um, coming before this this final round of cuts. That's that's going to make up the the opening day roster. But Bradish is a guy that's pretty advanced. He pitched in AAA last year, albeit not very well. Where do you see Bradish making his debut? How long down the road is he in this rotation? Maybe over a guy like Dean Kramer.
4: You know, again, I have not seen Braddish pitch. I'm trying to remember if I saw him, like, at Bowie or Aberdeen at one time. But I I don't recall seeing him. He was in the first training games as well. I would guess after what I just said about those three spots not really popping. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, the way the schedule is early in the season and with uh, cancellations due to weather and all that. I would think they wouldn't need a you know a, another arm for about a month, and I would say that he'll he'll have an opportunity to go to Norfolk, get four or five starts in there, yeah. and I'd say by no later than May tenth, we're we're probably going to see him.
2: Yeah, I I think that that. Uh... Kyle Braddish, already, he already pitched basically a full season at Norfolk. He got much better when Adley Rushman got there. He served himself well in spring training. Now, look, people are talking like he pitched like Cy Young in spring training. His last outing, he threw over 50 pitches in two innings. He didn't mm-hmm. give up a run, but he, yeah. he, he, right. wasn't, he wasn't efficient. So I, he needs to work on that a little bit. Uh, 87 pitches in those four innings that he threw in spring. But I think that, he's, that he may get the first call. I think he'll get the first. I call. would
4: think he'd I get think the so. first call, despite what uh, Elias said a couple weeks ago that we're we're probably going to see Hall early and often or something like that. Yeah. Um, w- with the injury issue that he's coming back from, you know, I-, I don't see him being ready to start in the major leagues. You know. And speaking now, of- now could he help the pitching staff uh, by being up here when? Kramer gets knocked out after two, two and two thirds innings, or Tyler Wells, or or, is, or Lother is not doing a good job as the piggyback partner with Wells, and you say, hey, DL Hall's pitching well at Norfolk, you know, if if that's in fact where he's going to be. Well,
2: Stan, my mindset on DL Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, for that matter, is they're both big league pitchers. I think they're both ready. To face to get big league hitters out right now, the problem is the innings aren't built up, and as you mentioned with DL Hall. He's coming back from a stress reaction in his throwing elbow. So he needs to prove that, that, that he's healthy, that he can get some innings, because he was on the, he was on that typical ramp-up for a prospect. He, he reached a ceiling of 91 in the third innings uh, in 2019, and then no season in 2020, and then 2021 yeah, I mean, the, the injury. The,
4: these guys, their growth, all of them, was compromised by 2020. Absolutely. Know, no question about
2: it. Absolutely. Now...
4: It really hurt... Look, we can't say that that's why the Orioles still are an inferior baseball team to the Blue Jays, to the Tigers, to the Royals, or anything. But teams that are rebuilding get hurt more by more by this than you know.
2: Absolutely. Well, and yeah. the, the 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 tiger teams like the Tigers and the Royals are doing it differently than the Orioles do, for better or for worse. And
4: a lot of yeah, people think spent, for better. They've spent. They spent some money. Yeah, you
2: know. Exactly, and, yeah. the, and the Orioles haven't. I, I just don't think the Orioles have deemed that it's time yet. Although, yeah. John Heyman's reporting the Orioles may have interest in bringing back Matt Harvey. Stan, knowing you and the type of person that you are, I can't imagine that you would be on board with that.
4: Well, you know, it's interesting. If you take away the uh, testimony he gave uh, and his actions involved with the, that were involved with the death of Tyler Skaggs, um, you know if you take that away i was I was all for bringing him back right I, I thought uh, Matt showed last year enough and this is just his pitching, not his character right i sh- I thought he showed enough that I was intrigued, and I predicted at one point that he might even get a two year contract somewhere. Uh, I was talking with Dan Connolly and he laughed at that, and within a minute I said, you're right, he's not getting a two year contract but I thought he was going to price himself out of the range of the Orioles. He'd he'd be a guy that, um, you know, if you look at really what's behind his drug use, you know, himself, um, you know, this is not a, you know, this is for for a lot of baseball players and pitchers in particular, this is not a glamorous profession. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot of players out there, that are hanging by threads when you look at what they've done to them analytically, uh, age-wise, you know. And this is a guy that was trying to, at the time he was doing uh, OxyContin, he was trying to hang on. So um, do I think he's a great guy? Do I think he's a great mentor to anybody? No. But um, I I wouldn't put a total kibosh on his coming back here. Um, but I don't have, you know, it, it's not going to upset me at all. They could have done better during the off season.
2: Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I think everybody can have a redemption story. I think anybody can, and what Matt Harvey, and it wasn't just the oxygen, there was uh, rampant cocaine use with, with yep. Matt Harvey as well. And, yep. and it's, and the fact that he was providing – now, he wasn't the guy – he didn't tell Tyler Skaggs, hey, go take six or seven Oxycontins and overdose and die. He, 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 didn't, he didn't force right. this guy to do this, but he did yep. provide him every now and again with these pills. And yep. it, it, it's one of those things where an addict doesn't care about another addict's addiction. You, you don't care. You, you, have, you have a party buddy. You know what I mean? You're not thinking about what's going to happen to that person. That's not excusing. Uh, what Matt Harvey did, but it's kind of saying th- the onus shouldn't just fully be on uh, Matt Harvey's shoulders. It's got to be on Tyler Skaggs and taking responsibility for the things that you've chosen to do. Whether you're an addict or not, you, you put yourself in this position. Matt Harvey, it, who's to say that this guy hasn't reformed his character, hasn't gotten gotten clear of the rampant drug use, and he doesn't deserve another, another opportunity? Major League Baseball only yeah. saw fit to suspend him for 60 days. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it,
4: so so the cost of bringing Matt Harvey in, you know, again, uh, you're looking at a guy who probably w- would end up giving you 75 to 90 innings pitch this right, year, you right. know, something like that, and so the answer to answer your question, if they had some interest in him, and I don't know if that suspension disallows him from performing in the minors. I don't know uh, if that's the case. I, I would you believe know that's if the case. there was a way he could ramp up and be ready to help you around, the, you know, mid to late June and get you through another season, I wouldn't have a major problem with it.
3: I mean, we can we can think about Matt Harvey any way we want when it comes to what he did in the Tyler Skag situation, the testimony, and and all of that. We can think about that separate from the fact that Matt Harvey's a bad pitcher. That's the way I look at it. Like Stan, how right. how is it? What's the message that the Orioles are sending by signing another guy who put up a six-plus ERA last year? Does that does that say we're just not even trying to do anything? That's the way I look at it. I, I will be disappointed if you're going out and getting a guy with a six-plus ERA last year and, and yeah. was as bad as Matt Harvey was. That's not the kind of I, that's not the kind of I, I hear you. After. But
4: I I was intrigued by that 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 um, that second half that one step, that one spurt that he had was was very interesting. I still maintain that I would love to see some team give the ball to Matt Harvey in the ninth inning. You know, I think he, I think he could be a very interesting late inning op- option for I, somebody.
2: I am all out on Harvey. Yeah, Zach, all all uh, out,
3: Zach. Exactly. All right,
4: that's that's fair. That's fair. That's um, fair.
2: Stan, the infield competition has certainly yeah. has certainly intensified.
3: I mean, it's, and, a, the,
4: Zach, it it sort of defines. The Orioles right now that we're even discussing it. I
3: oh, you know? I totally agree, and I, yeah, I think it just yeah. sends the, a bit of the wrong message to bring a guy like that mm-hmm. back when you could have signed a Michael Pineda for five and a half million dollars. That's where I I, right. I stand on that.
4: Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, and it, it's it's a sensible right. argument. It, it
4: definitely
3: makes sense. Now, uh, stay- I got to tell you
4: something though. I've watched Michael Pineda because I had him on my fantasy team. Not, not
3: a great guy either. By the <laughs> way. One of the
4: one of the wor- in worst shape pitchers, yeah, maybe in the history of baseball. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who was a beast seven, eight years ago, and how he let himself go—it's just—it's uh, awful to watch.
2: Yeah, imagine if he took care of himself, where where he could be in his in his career. Yeah,
4: yeah, you know? not,
2: not, 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 certainly not having to sign five and a half million dollar deals with the Detroit Tigers. No, not not the best guy right.
3: either, but we'll. We'll yeah. save that conversation for
4: another day. So,
2: Stan, yeah. the, the um the infield competition has certainly intensified. Kelvin Gutierrez, Jorge Mateo, Ramonarias.
4: Uh, At least they went out and really picked up a great infielder, Zach. Don't you think? In rough roughnet odor. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs>
4: one well, of without a doubt one of the worst offensive baseball players yeah, that there that exists in the game today. Yeah,
2: and and, and and Stan, and that's that's the thing. Every other guy in that infield battle has done their part, has given the Orioles something to think about, yeah. to a man, except for Roofnet
3: Odor. He's done nothing. It's he has training. he has
2: one hit. His at, yeah. batting average is about o sixty seven. Strikes out a ton. He's been making errors in the field. Mm. Look, they're paying him the league minimum. A, a lot of the Orioles beat writers seem to think that Odor has a shot at the at the things that that he could be the the starting second baseman for the Orioles.
4: I think he gets cut. I can't imagine. I, I don't see how he makes the team. He's done there's, nothing. There's really that's no what I said like two weeks ago, though. Him.
3: And I, I mean, I I've been thinking this the whole time because the guy. I mean, I I laughed last year when the Yankees traded for him. I said, "What? What is yep. this guy?" I mean, he this guy hasn't hit really since 2017. I mean, that's right. this guy is. He's done nothing. His, He's done nothing to his prevent
4: it. His best hit in the last five years was when he knocked out uh, Bautista. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And,
2: and, and was his best hit? I,
4: I, was it Bautista? Well, wait a yeah, minute. Bautista, was his name? Yeah.
2: Jose Bautista.
3: Jo- yeah. Joey yeah. Bats. Okay, God,
4: yeah. Joey that. Bats. Yeah, yeah. Not, a,
2: not, a guy. Yeah. not another guy. I, and, and and Stan, I adamantly told Zach on this show two weeks ago that Ruth Nettoldor was the Orioles starting second baseman because... I trust what Dan Connolly says, yeah. and Dan Connolly said it on our show. Ruth Neto O'Dor is going to start at second base for the Orioles.
4: I cannot well, and, imagine, and maybe how... maybe Mike Elias' ego, which is not <laughs> the, not the size of a teacup,
0: yeah,
4: um, will will force that on us for a little while. But his play just seems to have holes everywhere right now, and they're just they're better. Frankly, they're just better options. You know, I mean, Urias and Mateo, if they can stay healthy. Um, you know, are are, de- are decent yeah. ball players. You know, I mean, Mateo really might have quite an interesting upside. You know,
3: Stan Paul brought it up a few weeks ago, but you look at what Michael Franco did last year for the Orioles. That mm-hmm. you know, he was was there, and he just he was here really through August, and and finally was was cut for Kelvin Gutierrez. Where he took over that spot at third base. Does right. that same situation, what, what, what happened to Franco, is that what's going on, going to happen with Odor? Is that the, the outcome that could happen where he, he sticks on this team for a long time, doesn't perform, but Michael Elias just uh, you know, doesn't want to go back on, I guess, a movie made?
4: Well, keep in mind, when you say doesn't perform, Mikel Franco, he drove in about 40 runs with the Orioles.
0: Did he? You know, yeah. maybe
4: maybe more than that even, and and showed some pop. He was if good the first month. If Odor showed some month. pop, I mean, he shows he shows nothing. You know, um, I'll bet Franco, you are you are much quicker than I am on your computer, aren't you?
2: I can I can
3: look. What up was something, his?
4: Yeah. What was Mikel Franco's on base percentage last
2: year? It was like 289. It wasn't good. I don't even think okay. it was. I don't even think it was that high. It was. It was two fifty three. Yeah, it, it 253. was two fifty three. It was okay.
4: really bad. Not good. Yeah, fr- he drove fr- in he drove in forty seven runs and hit eleven home runs. He's listen, that's not the type of player I want either. But to me, you're talking about there's no way Rufnet O'Dor playing you know, seven out of ten games for for uh you know, seventy games or eighty games is going to hit eleven home runs and, and bat two ten.
2: I doubt
3: that, you know? yeah.
4: Yeah, the only base percentage, I will admit, I was a little surprised that Franco was that bad. You know? yeah, he, he, yeah. he
2: was he was not good for the Orioles last year. I think Ruth Neto Dor could be worse. I, I, no I, no I, question, I, he'd be worse. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. If he comes north or if he gets cut, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think it's a 50-50 shot. At, at, at Franco ended
4: up, he's with the Nationals, right? He,
2: he's with the Nationals. I yeah. think he's in a bench role. Well, with, uh, Boy, they—they
4: they are going to be a bad team. Somehow,
2: there. he somehow made that team. Yeah. Yeah, they—they're they're, yeah. going to—they're going to be bad.
4: They're um, going re- to. I cannot believe Nelson Cruz went there. You know, with so little yeah. time left in his career, that that's what he yeah. was compelled to, to do.
2: You know. Yeah, I, at this point, maybe it's, it's getting that last big payday. Maybe it's it, it, yeah. they. Maybe they were willing to give him more money. I can I can't, I can't believe
4: that the Dodgers or Padres would have really been that much different. I mean, I, he got, I think, $13 million from the Nats. Yeah. I can't believe they were, like, offering him eight or nine. So if he was offered 11 by one of them, he's really at the point in his career he wants to play for a team. It's, like, it's almost like he and his agent didn't even look at what the team is. The only good news for him is if he's performing – He'll he'll get dealt to a, uh, a that's contender.
2: True. That's true. I, I, and maybe that's what maybe that's what he's banking on get, yeah. going to a place where he can play every single day. Really, um, really show. And when he's being protected by Juan Soto, uh, this yeah. is a guy who maybe he can put. He knows I'm going to put up big numbers, and then they're going to trade me to a contender. I'm shocked he didn't end up with the Brewers. The Brewers' pitching yeah, the Brewers would have been the
4: perfect fit. Really, the, the, would have been
2: yeah. the perfect. Fit. That, that, that pitching staff is so good, and they have nothing. Yeah. offensively, right. uh, I just couldn't right. believe that he didn't end up there. Uh, another yeah. guy I can't believe is still in the in, in in the picture right now is DJ Stewart. Yeah, and, and he he mm-hmm. got hit in the hand by that pitch. He hasn't come back. I'm inclined to believe that he starts the year on the 10-day IL. I just can't imagine he hasn't gotten back in the game action yet. The season starts in six days. I can't imagine that he's going to be on that opening day roster. Yeah, he keeps getting opportunity after opportunity. And you look at it, he's 28 years old now, Stan. This isn't a spring chicken anymore. Uh, How does he still get these opportunities?
4: Um, TJ Stewart would be a great candidate to go over and play, uh, try and play every day in Korea or Japan at this point in his career. You know, try and resuscitate his career because it's gone nowhere.
2: Yeah. And now I think it looks like Ryan McKenna uh, could could make this opening day roster as a mm. as a fourth outfielder. I don't, his his defense is so good, and he gets mm-hmm. on base. Uh, Ryan McKenna, do you think that he now with the DJ Stewart injury makes this opening day roster?
4: Yeah, I think there's probably I think Brandon kind of likes likes him. And listen, if if the outfield is healthy, uh, it's going to be you know Hayes and you know Hayes and Mullins and Santander. just and. And I'm, I, it was interesting to turn on the game yesterday and see Mancini out in the outfield.
2: Yeah, they've been putting him out there. I, in my opinion, it's to increase his trade value. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm being perfectly honest. But I'll tell you, Stan, Santander has looked pretty pretty damn good out there. He made a diving play the other day. He, he made a throw home that kept a guy on third base that was just a strike from right field. Mm-hmm. He looks healthy, and he looks like he's – he defensively, I haven't seen much offensively, but defensively he looks like the player we saw in 2020. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit about Kyle Stowers. And he didn't have a great spring. I think he was something like 2 for 21 yeah. with, with like mm-hmm. 14 strikeouts. But you ask players who really impressed them this spring training, and a lot of them will tell you to a man, Kyle Stowers. And Ben McDonald was super high on Kyle, Kyle Stowers. They all say this is a guy who has big league makeup who's going to be a successful
4: player. Where did he play college ball, Stowers? St- Stanford.
2: Stanford. He played at Stanford.
4: Stanford, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, do you recall... a prospect, and and you've been doing this for a long time, do you recall a prospect in your day that maybe didn't have the glitz and glamour of an Adley Rutschman or a Colton Kalzer, but people raved about and came up and became a solid big league player? Mm, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I saw saw where you were going with this in your notes. Um, Nobody's really ringing a bell, but that doesn't mean that there aren't players that all the time aren't coming up that don't have the good. not only the players with glitz and glamour, you know, make it and become everyday ball players, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, Trey Mancini is a perfect example.
4: Yeah. Uh, Stowers from everything I've heard is a pretty legit, you know, is a pretty legit candidate. The only thing that when you have a college guy is the age starts to, you know, uh, starts to get on you a little bit, but, uh, I, I don't have any reason to believe he won't see some time this year, probably.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's going to get a call quick if somebody gets injured. I think they, they're really high on Kyle Stowers. Now, exit velocity hits the ball harder than just about anybody.
4: He's I mean, just, i, I got to be honest with you guys. Do you see Santander holding up? I mean, there's nothing in his repertoire that shows me that he's going to go out there and play the first you know, 70 games of the year. You know. he'll, uh, he, he finds he'll, he'll, million, he'll get, new ways to get hurt. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you, and that's why I think Stowers will be up here before quicker than people think. Because, I, yeah. and you look at Austin Hayes; he missed. I mean, yeah, he played 130 games last year, but he missed a month of the season. He's never been able to stay healthy. You have two guys in your outfield spots who are starters for you who have have never proven to stay healthy in their careers.
3: Who would be first, yeah. Newstrom or Stowers? Stowers. I, I would assume. Mm, I was going to say Newstrom. I,
2: I think it's going to be Stowers.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a toss-up. I don't know. I, they're both pretty advanced at this point. Um, yeah, and Stowers both did seem pretty, to get more, They're both
4: pretty close. Stowers did seem yeah. to get
3: more uh, more looks so and, far, and, and they batted him fourth every time he played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Stan. Uh, yes. What feeling? comes over, and this is more like a nostalgia type of thing, Um, what feeling comes over you when you think about an Orioles roster in August that could have Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Kyle Bradish, Adley Rutschman, and maybe Kyle Stowers or Robert Neustrom in it. A a team that's more representative of what we're going to see from the Orioles in the years to come. Does that kind of give you um, a little bit of excitement? Does that kind of amp you up a, a little bit? Or is it, these guys have to prove it to me before I can get excited
4: about them? I'm just you know, um the, the rebuild is so tediously slow to me that it's you know the the way the way we've talked about the Royals, you know, and the Tigers, um they're moving at a much more rapid pace toward respectability. And part of it is that they play in a division that allows that to happen, you know. But I'd be much more excited this year to be a Royals or Tigers fan. Um, but then when we see these players and hopefully they perform, it does give us a little bit of, uh, you know, it amps you up a little bit that maybe this thing isn't going to take forever, you know?
0: Yeah, hopefully. And
4: I'll throw, I'll throw you out. I mean, I, I can only look through my 70 year old eyes that are itchy right now, but it's a lot different when you're 70 and you haven't won your team that you root for and are passionate about. Hasn't been to a World Series since 1983. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit more, you know, that, okay, i got to get – this has got to be proven first before I'm going to get very excited.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. And, and, Stan, at least you've seen one. Uh, at least you've seen a few. I, I have never seen one mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in my life. Yeah. And poor Zach has barely seen winning yeah. in, in, in Baltimore. Yeah. So it's – um. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the, we're the, all ready the, for this. The,
4: Buck, uh, the renaissance under Duquette and Buck was really a lot of fun. Yeah. It really was.
2: Fun. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait for it to yeah. get back. And with, with with that in mind, Stan, what's your season outlook? What are you looking forward to? What are your expectations? Who are your division winners, World Series? As, I don't know. Well, I think but...
4: I'm, I'm getting close to doing my, my first mock-up, which will appear Monday, my first mock-up of my power rankings. So, okay. I've got I'll, – I'll give it to you real quick. Um, I won't go over every team's numbers, but American League East, I've got Boston and Toronto really is the two teams that I look to be one and two. American League Central, I've got the uh, White Sox and the Tigers um, and Cleveland and Kansas City. All that. That's going to be a really interesting division now. I mean, that is going to be – it's it's not that they're as good as Boston, Toronto, New York, and Tampa, but they could be really bunched together, all five of those teams. But I still think the White Sox are a little bit better than anybody else there. American League West, I think Houston is number one. I think Seattle is vastly improved uh, and may make a real run at this thing, especially if two young pitchers, uh, uh, Matt Brash and um, – Logan Gilbert are having good years, uh, and maybe even George Kirby comes up. They're they're really a dangerous team. Yeah, I agree. Seattle. I think the Angels will be a little bit improved if they just simply get Trout and Rendon playing. You know, yeah. in yeah. the National League, I've got Atlanta and the Mets. Mets got struck a real, uh, real bad blow yesterday with the news about the uh, yeah. the Grom stress reaction and his shoulder. Um, Philadelphia. Um, They've they've certainly got the boppers, but their pitching staff is just not good at all. Their terrible. Yeah, Miami might even uh, take them over for third place. But I think Buck will keep the Mets really interesting all year against Atlanta. I think St. Louis and Milwaukee are one and two in the Central. Uh, They get back. St. Louis gets back. um, uh, Why can't I think of his name? The left-handed pitcher that was hurt last year. Jack Flaherty? No, uh, Flaherty's right-handed. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, okay. Donovan, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. No. Anyway, he's a real good too. pitcher. Uh, who's it?
3: I said I'm blanking on it, too. I can't. I, I'm okay.
4: Uh, I think movement. it's Donovan something. But anyway, um, uh, okay. they got Miles Mikolas. They've got some p- interesting yep. pitching. I have them real close with Milwaukee. And the West... I I think San Francisco might win that division. Are you, think, and, uh, are you thinking the
2: Dakota Hudson?
4: Dakota Hudson, that's it. No, he's I don't a, he, know he, why he's, it's he's Donovan. A, he's it a Dakota Hudson. He's a writer. Yeah. But, uh, okay. And, and Jor- a, Jordan a, you're right.
3: Jordan Hicks being back for the the Cardinals is a very very big thing. He's a, a who is Jordan Hicks? Jordan yeah. Hicks, top yeah. top back in bullpen arm.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I like St. Louis in that division. It remains to be seen what kind of manager this new guy is. What is his name? Otto?
3: It's Oli Marl. Oli Marl? Oh, Marvel? Something like that. I don't know yeah, if it's Marvel. Okay. That sounds wrong.
4: Okay. You shouldn't be having Marmel. those problems. Marmel, at your sorry. Age. Not Marvel. Marl. Oli Marl. 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 That's right. <laughs> Oli Marl. Anyway, I don't know a thing about him, but I guess if they hired him, he must be fairly decent. And out west, I like the Giants over the Dodgers. San Diego, to me, looks like not only a, a mess, they look like an expensive mess. Uh boy, A.J. Preller to me, yeah, has more lives than uh, you know, a black cat. Well, they are about
3: so. to uh, dump Hosmer's contract, it seems, to the Mets. Looks like that's going to happen this morning at some point. So, Whose contract? Oh, well, it sounds like that Hosmer is going to be traded to the Mets, uh, along with Chris okay. Paddock and another another few players, uh, to dump that contract. And they're going to get Dom Smith back from the Mets. That's the rumor going around this morning. So we'll see. Okay. Chris that's a, that's Chris an Paddock. interesting rumor. Uh, giving up Chris room. Paddock is a quite a quite a big uh, uh, loss for yeah. for San Diego. I would have been a
4: guy. I would have uh, now see. I would have loved to have traded them Mancini for Chris Paddock. You
3: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The, I, the Mets are going to get. I mean, Chris
4: Paddock was like a, a top ten arm two years ago. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know? The Mets are getting. If the Mets do get Chris Paddock and this trade goes through, the Mets' starting pitching is just unbelievable at this point, point. and that yeah. that really helps them out with the loss of Degrom. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That that sounds like it will uh, go through because they the San Diego's dying to get out of the Osmer. Deal. Right. Exactly. And then San Diego will probably turn around and sign Michael Conforto.
3: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I think the uh yeah. th- th- that the Dodgers could also be a spot for Conforto now that Pollock is gone. Yep, yeah.
4: Possibly. Possibly. But anyway, that's my a brief look at my I've had a real it's been really hard to focus on on digesting who everybody has. So, uh but the power rankings will be out every Monday by 12 noon.
0: Uh,
2: We're we're certainly looking forward to that, Stan, and we're looking forward to talking regular season baseball with you next weekend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
4: Looking forward to it myself, guys. Have a great weekend.
2: You do the same. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. And that was Stan the Fan, Charles, who has two great shows for you every week. Every Monday night, Stan and former Orioles pitcher Ross Grimsley visit with a different guest from the world of baseball. And every Thursday night, Stan and Gary Stein chat with a different newsmaker from the world of sports. Stan had a busy week this week. Like I said, the hardest working man in sports as he called up with PressBox Orioles beat writer uh, Todd Karpovich and CIAA Commissioner Jackie McWilliams. Then he and Gary had a chat with Baltimore Blast Head Coach David Bascombe. Uh, find, Bascom, find those shows under the videos tab Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or at PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stan and Ross are back on Monday night and are scheduled to have an emotional chat with former Orioles pitcher Jim about his fight against ALS. Uh... We're going, to catch another br- we're going to catch our first break. I do want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore Police. You can d- join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. We're going to catch a break. When we come back, Ryan Blake on the Battle route.
1: Come in for glory burgers, glory wings, there's glory for everyone at Glory Day's Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Day's Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you glory days grill great food good sports
5: gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop remember gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7
1: or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey guys, it's Paul
2: Valley. And there's a new era of Glenn Clark Radio as I've joined Glenn every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon. There will be some changes, but what won't change is the absolute best daily discussion of Baltimore
1: sports. He's Coach Kevin Willard. Glenn, thanks for having me. Man. Great talking to you. New Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. Thank you. I appreciate it. He is outfielder Cedric Mullins. Thank you guys for having me. Trey Mancini. Thanks for having me on, guys. Mr. Marcus Williams, who's now with us. Man, I appreciate it. Happy to be on. Happy to talk with you guys. Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker. Thanks for having me. Adley Rutschman. Absolutely. Thank for having me on. John Angelos. Thanks a lot. Good to be with you. Brian Mountcastle. Thanks for having me on, guys. Marlon Humphrey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Quarterback for the University of Maryland, Talia Tonga Thank you guys for having me. He is JK Dobbins. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. The great Ray Lewis. Always good to be on. He is Mr. Cal Ripken Jr. Good chatting with you. You can watch us live at
2: Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen at Pressboxonline.com slash radio. And podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: Sports.
2: We're back live on the bat Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technology, advanced connect- connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your, lo- from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. Hour number one of the batter round is in the books. It was brought to you by, well, not really brought to you by. We, just, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a different one. It's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, which is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. You can bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Plus, all live rewards members who make a $50 bet on any NCAA tournament game can register to win a $500 bracket bonus. And you can join PressBox's Glenn Clark and former Terps and Dunbar star Rodney Elliott for the National Championship game Monday night in the FanDuel Sportsbook. They'll have great giveaways and will help you make some money. And God knows I love making some money. Uh, On the line with us now from Utah Street Report. Uh, he was on, uh, give that he had his own podcast with them. Give that fan a podcast. He's going to be working with me on a show called Oh, What a Show for the Sideline Sports Network. He is Ryan Blake and he's live with us now. now on, on the bat. I almost said on Glenn Clark radio, on the bat around. Ryan, thanks for taking a few minutes for us. How are you today?
6: Hey, I'm good, Paul. How you doing, man?
2: Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. We're rolling right along here with our, basically our... Right, right upon? upon? apparently Uh, I said read a poem last week I totally forgot about that Uh, Ryan we're doing our kind of season preview uh, on the show today just had a really great conversation with Stan the Fan and we got his outlook for the Orioles this season Ryan what is your outlook for the Baltimore Orioles in 2022 what are you excited about what are you anticipating what are you nervous about how do you feel about the Orioles as we enter the next season
6: you know, I don't feel great, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's going to be another rough season in terms of uh, the American League East standings. You know, you've got four beasts in that division, and then you've got the Orioles, who are going to struggle to not lose 100 games this year. Um, my prediction for them was 65-97. and 97. I think they do get over that 100-loss hump this year. Uh, I think it's time we're going to start to see some of these prospects come up and make an impact, hopefully. Uh, but overall, I mean, it going into a season without a ton of expectations has been the theme for the last few years. And honestly, it's a little relaxing, you know, obviously you'd like to have a competitive team to be able to root for, but I've kind of gotten used to just going in with no expectations. And if they win, it's, it's almost more exciting that way.
2: Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I, and I was telling Zach at the top of the show I've found, the, I've, I've found ways to convince myself to be excited for baseball. I love the Orioles. I love baseball. I'm glad that another season is starting. Ask me again in June how I feel, and I might be singing a different tune. But I, I find reasons to get excited. And somehow, I've convinced myself, maybe this rotation won't be so bad. No, let's be real. This rotation is going to be really bad. You have John Means, you have Jordan Lyles, and then a bunch of retreads. Uh, you're looking at Dean Kramer as your number three starter, Bruce Zimmerman as your number four, and then Tyler Wells, who's going to be a piggyback starter in the number five slot, with somebody like a Keegan Aiken or a Zach Lowther coming in after him uh, after he throws three or four innings. What are your thoughts on this rotation and then what this rotation could be moving forward with guys like DL Hall, Grayson Rodriguez, and Kyle Bradish waiting in the wings?
6: Well, we mentioned on Oh What a Show the other night. Uh, we do that every Monday now. Um, you know, we, we talked about how it's it's going to be more exciting down the stretch to see what the rotation looks like right. as opposed to what it looks like now to start off the season. You know, like you said, it's you've got John Means, you know what you're going to get out of him. Jordan Lyles, hopefully will be able to eat some innings, but aside from that, it's it's a lot of question marks. You know, hopefully Bruce Zimmerman can return to the form he showed a couple of years ago and, and pitch decently. Dean Kramer has shown flashes that he might be figuring it out. Uh, a couple bad pitches this spring, but overall he's been pretty solid. He's not walking anybody. He's striking out a decent amount. So there are certain things to look forward to, but it's it's really not going to be a, a very exciting rotation until we see guys like Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Kyle Bradish start to come up.
2: And how quickly do you think these guys get here? I've seen. I tend to think that Kyle Bradish is probably the first guy that they call up when they when they have a need. Uh, I think that Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall are big league pitchers right now. They just got to get a little bit more seasoning as far as getting deeper into ball games. How quickly do you think we're going to see these three guys make their debuts for the Orioles this year?
6: Yeah, I agree with you that I think Bradish will be the first guy to get the call, um, and I'm I'm certainly excited for that. I think he's underappreciated as a prospect, obviously overshadowed by the two guys who are at the the top of most prospect lists uh, in, in Rodriguez and Hall. But um, I, I think we'll see both of those two guys um, by July, I would say. I think we'll see them. Uh, D.L. Hall might take a little longer, obviously, coming off of an injury. He was optioned all the way down to double-A buoy as opposed to triple-A, so uh, I'm sure they're going to want to get him back into form so that he can pitch a little deeper into ball games and Rodriguez I think is knocking on the door. You know, he's he's shown like you said he's a big league pitcher right now. He's shown the capability to get major league hitters out and it's exciting and I'm um, I'm hoping that he comes up sooner rather than later. I think they'll give him a little bit of time at AAA uh to to stretch him out a little bit, you know, obviously the the player development staff and Michael Ives have talked about how, you know, it's going to be a struggle keeping guys healthy with, you know, the shortened spring training. So uh, you, you know you're going to want to get them built up to some more innings, some more pitches in their in their pitch count for each game. Uh, but I, I I'd like to think we'll see Rodriguez and Hall by the end of June.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of I think they're both making their debuts at some point in June. Braddish, I think maybe a little bit earlier. When possibly as soon as Dean Kramer falters in this rotation, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Now moving into the infield competition. Uh, it's kind of starting to clear itself up a little bit. You, you imagine that Jorge Mateo is going to get an opportunity to play every day somewhere. And the same same thing with Arias And Kelvin Gutierrez has swung the bat really well and played decent defense this spring as well. And Chris Owings, he can play all over the diamond. He's served himself well this spring. He's batting, what, about 270, but he's swinging a decent stick, playing good defense. He's a guy that they seem to really like, a scrappy a scrappy player. And then you look at Ruth Neto Dor and he's done nothing. He's done nothing at the plate. He's made errors in the field. He's striking out a ton. Uh, I look at Rufnet Odor, and I see a guy who was brought in to take a job at second base, and he hasn't taken it. And he's getting paid the league minimum, but I think he's a he's a, he's a roster cut b- before we get to opening day. How do you feel about the Orioles' infield competition, and more specifically, Rufnet Odor?
6: Well, Odor is—if if this was a, a half-decent ball club, Odor is an easy camp cut. Yeah. Um he came in on you know veteran minimum, and he was supposed to be our, our second baseman going forward, and he hasn't shown it this spring uh, offensively or defensively. He's looked flat-out awful, to be, to be
0: blunt about
6: it, uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, but I, I have a feeling they're going to keep him in in some type of role, and I, I'm not too fond of that idea. But I like what I've seen from Arias and Mateo this spring. I think they'll be fine playing up the middle for us. Uh, defense a little bit questionable, but uh, the bats I think will make uh, a half decent impact. Uh, Gutierrez at third, I'm I'm satisfied with. I personally would have liked to see Ryland Bannon make the club. He swung a really hot bat in the spring, and obviously it's a small sample size. Take it with a grain of salt, but I want to see Bannon get an opportunity. Um, and then there's guys in the outfield as well who who I think are knocking on the door. Um, but you know in the infield, Richie Martin got optioned. He he swung a hot bat in the spring as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with, with Arias and Mateo splitting time up the middle, uh, whether it's Arias at second, Mateo at short. I think that's the most likely scenario. And then uh, Gutierrez at third, if, if this this has been my my major qualm with Gutierrez. Uh, if he stops laying off pitches right down the middle in big situations, he, he could be a, a solid player for us. So defensively, he's definitely an upgrade over some of the guys we've had there in the past. Um, but hopefully the, the bats will be able to keep up.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned guys getting getting optioned down to Norfolk, Rylan Bannon, Richie Martin, even Yusniel Diaz, who all had really, really good springs for the Orioles. And I think that the issue there, Ryan, is they all had bad years last year, AAA, uh, and they and Richie Martin has been injured the bulk of the last two seasons. These are guys that need to go down to Norfolk and prove that spring wasn't the anomaly, that they, that they can go down to Norfolk and they can have success. I was on the Rylan Bannon train, too, and then he hits, he hit sub-200. Last year. Now he did have that stretch in the summer where he hit ten home runs in ten games, and that was nice. But then he fell off a cliff again. Diaz fell off a cliff, and he, he hasn't even begun to climb back up yet. Spring was a nice starting point for him, but these are guys. Would you agree that the reason they got sent down, despite their hot springs, is because they need more seasoning? They need to prove that they can have success at the Triple A level.
6: Yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's a little bit of recency bias that you know you and I were kind of hoping for some of these guys to to, um, you know, get the nod coming out of spring training. And I, I think it's, for me especially, it's just a matter of kind of wanting to see some fresh blood there, um, some, some new names, new faces uh, in the Orioles lineup. Um, but, yeah, that you know, you mentioned Bannon hit sub-200 last year. Diaz hasn't proven yet that he can stay healthy. Or even when he's healthy, he hasn't been able to play very well. So, um, you know, hopefully those guys can get some seasoning down at AAA and, uh, and continue to knock on the door. But, you know, yeah, like you said, it's uh, the reason they were sent down is definitely because they need to build some type of a track record, and to this point, they have not. Aside from this small sample size in spring training.
2: Well, I think also one of the reasons that we want to see guys like Diaz and Bannon and Dean Kramer find success at the big league level is because those are the pieces that the Orioles got back for Manny Machado. And so far, you have reaped nothing from that trade. Those are guys that if they if they can become solid big league players. Okay, we got something for Manny Machado because right now you're looking at it, you got nothing.
6: Exactly. And it's, you know, when you make a trade like that with a, such a marquee player, you know, arguably the most talented player the Orioles have had since Cal Ripken, um, you know, you you want to get something in return. And, and, you know, you said it, the Orioles to this point have gotten absolutely nothing of substance at the major league level. You know, you've got Dean Kramer the only, well, I guess Bravik Valera made his debut but was quickly released or dfa'd i'm not sure what his scenario was but um you know zach Pop gets picked up by the marlins in the rule five draft last year and and hangs around there uh bannon and diaz have yet to make their debut kramer has come up and 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 not done anything productive for us so yeah obviously with a trade like that you want to be able to look back on it and not say that it was a total wash Absolutely. Now,
2: Ryan, I know you have limited time today, so let's just jump right into this. What are your season predictions? Who do you have making the playoffs in the American League and the National League? What's your World Series predictions? Uh, and any awards that you want to make a, a prediction on this year?
6: You know, I got to be honest. I haven't thought too much about the World Series this year. I, I you know, I went through the divisions and I, I picked my favorites, and um, I've got the Blue Jays in the East. I've got the uh, White Sox in the Central, although losing Kimbrel and Crochet in the span of about. Five hours is, is pretty rough for their bullpen, but yeah. um, I like the White Sox out of the Central. Uh, I like the Astros out of the West. I don't I don't think there's going to be much competition for them. Uh, National League East, you, you know, I, I've I've been on the Mets train. I love, obviously, I love Buck Showalter, and I I want to see him do well. Uh, but losing Degrom and now potentially Scherzer is massive, and so you know I don't. I don't particularly believe in the Atlanta Braves. I know that sounds weird, considering they just won the World Series last year. But a lot of that can be attributed to just getting hot at the right time. Uh, so I really don't know what to make of the National League this year. I think if Degrom and Scherzer can come back at a reasonable time, uh, I think they'll be competitive and perhaps go for the division. But other than that, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, the Dodgers are obviously the clear front runner in the West uh, with the addition of Freddie Freeman. Um, I I think it's hard to argue that they're not World Series favorites at this point. Right. Uh, National League Central. I, who's I don't know the Cardinals. They've got the 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 threesome of Wainwright, uh, Molina, and um, Pujols. You know, coming down to the wire. So I don't know. Maybe they maybe they get some some clubhouse. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Good clubhouse motivation. And those guys, maybe they get hot. Motivation, sure. Uh, so, yeah, we could, I could see that for sure. Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you, how the rest of the National League Central looks. Um, obviously, the Brewers have a, a dominant pitching staff. Uh, maybe if, if they can hit, if Willie Adamas and Luis Arias can hit the way they did last year, that'll be huge for them. If Yelish can turn it around. So there's some potential for those guys as well. Um, as for awards, um, I, you know, for the the Orioles side of things, I think we'll see Rushman make the most impact as a rookie. I think Means will be our best pitcher. Um, I think Mountcastle will be our, our standout offensive player. And one of my bold predictions, uh, it was Oriole Statistics on Twitter the other day who tweeted out some prompts to, to get some predictions from the fans. Uh, this, I got a couple that I think are a little bold. Uh, number one, I've got Kyle Stowers receiving at least a few American League Rookie of the Year votes. Mm-hmm. I think he That'd comes up at some point, um, whether it's because of an injury or just an opportunity. Uh, Santander trade, perhaps. Uh, I think he's going to come up and make an impact if he can keep his strikeouts down a little bit at AAA this year. Um, and then the Orioles' single-season strikeout per nine record for pitchers who have thrown at least 30 innings is held by Armando Benitez. He struck out 13 per nine in 1997. And I think an Oriole is going to break that this year. It's not going to be Grayson Rodriguez or D.L. Hall. It's not going to be Tanner Scott or Dylan Tate. I think it's going to be Felix Bautista. I think he's going to come out strong. I think he's going to break camp with the club. And I think he's going to be a really good pitcher out of the bullpen. Uh, we've seen what he can do with the strikeout numbers. He struck out 14.9 batters per nine innings last year between Double uh, A Bowie and Triple A Norfolk. Uh, the walks are going to be a concern with Bautista, but he's shown this spring that uh, that he can dominate major league hitters the same way he did in the minors. So I've got Bautista uh, breaking the Orioles' single season strikeout per nine record.
2: Yeah, he's he's a big, big dude, imposing figure on the mound can touch triple digits, got to get the walks under control. I think he averaged 5.9 per nine innings last year. That's something he's got to get under control. But I'm with you, Ryan. I think he breaks uh, big league camp with the club. Uh, I think he's going to get an opportunity towards the back end of that bullpen. Maybe not to start the year. Maybe they bring him in in some low-leverage situations just to get his feet wet. But I think ultimately by the end of the year, that guy's pitching in the back end of the Orioles' bullpen. So it's something I'm excited for.
6: Ryan, I know you got to I
2: gotta think get, so too. I know you got to get back to work real quick. Give us a plug for our
6: show that we're doing on Mondays. Yeah, so it's uh, you, me, and John Shear. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a really fun show to do. Uh, it's going to be on Streamyard, broadcast on the Sideline Sports Network, uh, on all their platforms. I'll probably be uh, streaming it to my Orioles fan props Twitter account as well. Uh, just going to be the three guys talking some Orioles baseball on Monday nights throughout the season. And so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. It, it's going to be fun to get a different perspective. You know, I've worked with you a lot. Obviously, never worked with John before, so. Uh, it's. I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully we have some exciting things to talk about as the season progresses.
2: Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to it too. Our, our first show last week, we really addressed the Orioles rotation, got a lot of great conversation out of that. So you guys can tune into that show. Oh, what a show on the Streamline Sports Network's airing uh, broadcasting over Streamyard. It'll be on YouTube as well. You tune in every Monday night. Generally, if the Orioles are off, we'll air at about 9:15. If they are playing a game, we will come on right after their game. Unless they're on the West Coast, we'll come on right before. But tune into that. Ryan, thank you so much for taking some time. Appreciate you as always, and we'll talk soon, all right?
6: You bet, man. Take care. All right, see you.
2: That was Ryan Blake joining us uh, on his break at work. Ryan does do uh, – I believe he works for a scouting company, um, so he does a little bit of a video review and stuff like that and uh, kind of seeing what players can do what through um, – up there in Pennsylvania. He's actually moving back down to the area too, which will be nice to have him around a little bit more. Uh, guys know the risks and have a plan before you start gambling for free and confidential services. Call 1-800 gambler or go to help my gambling That's help my gambling We do have to catch our second break. Uh, but really excited that we're going to be coming back in now to talk about our Major League Baseball preview. Uh, what we're looking for from the Orioles, what we're looking for from our division winners. I I don't know about you, Zach. I put a lot of time and effort into uh I have my <clears> thoughts ready <throat> to go in, in, in into this. So I'm excited about that. We're gonna catch a break and when we come back, that and more on the battle round. <laughs>
1: Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings, there's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day Drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Day's Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip, that first bite. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night.
2: Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline.
7: The newest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland Men's Basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship, as Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now, two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including... Including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressboxOnline.com.
5: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs.
1: answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore Police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org.
2: Alright, welcome back to the battle round. round um, Zach's going to sound off here a little bit on Shane Bieber, and I just want to let you know that Sounding Off with Zach Goodman is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. We can bet on sports in Maryland now, but we still can't bet online or on our phones. However, you can feel like you're betting totally illegally and right on your phone by playing Underdog Fantasy Football. Player props, parlays, and traditional fantasy games are all available. And even though football season ended, Underdog has great basketball and hockey games available. And we now know baseball contests will be just around the corner. By just around the corner, we mean this coming week. Plus, we're going to give you some free money to play with thanks to our friends at Underdog Fantasy Football. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use the code PRESSBOX and whatever you download, up to $100 we will match. That's right, up to one hundred dollars when you use the code PressBox with Underdog Fantasy Football. And now, sounding off wow. with Zach Goodman. What an introduction! Thank you, uh, Shane Bieber, one
3: of the best pitchers in baseball, and I don't feel like he's getting the credit for it. Uh, Shane Bieber, if you look at his twenty twenty numbers. We're out of this world. Now, it only was 12 starts, I get it, 60-game season, but, hey, look, we crowned a World Series champion in the, in the Dodgers. Stats count from that season. We're not discounting anything. I don't think it's fair to discount anything of what Shane Bieber did. The guy put up a, you know, just a just a not bad 1.63 ERA. He managed to win 8 games and 12 starts. That's really good, obviously. The whip was .866. This guy put up 2.6 war, or sorry, 3.2 war, Uh, 4.7 the year before and 2.7 in 2021. Had a little bit of a down year. Spent a a good amount of time on the 60-day injured list and had some issues and and is looking for a rebound this year. Uh, We talk about comeback players of the year. He's not the guy I picked because I don't really feel it. He pitched that, too much. Last I, he year. pitched too much, and if you put up a three one seven ERA, I don't really feel like that's a that's a right. good year for him. And he pitched sixteen games, so it's not not like that. But my point is on Shane Bieber. I've seen some lists ranking the top ten starting pitchers. Uh, MLB The Show put out their rankings of their their top ten starting pitchers, and MLB did the same thing. ESPN and all these different outlets, kind of around this time of year, put out their rankings, and Shane Bieber appeared in none of them. And I'm go- I'm looking at the numbers, and yeah, okay, he had a little bit of a down year, and I think a lot of it because he was injured this year and. Um, And the Guardians were not exactly a good team uh, in 2021. However, Shane Bieber, I'm predicting right now, is winning the Cy Young in 2022. That's my prediction. We're going to talk about more of our Cy Young picks and, and why, but Shane Bieber, if you look at you know K percentage, whiff percentage, the guy has an unbelievable curveball, probably best in the game, or top three if it's not best. Um, this guy has incredible stuff. The cutter is, is unbelievable, if you haven't seen him throw that. He's got a really good fastball. The guy just has an all-around really good mix, and he's a really good pitcher, and I think he's really going to bounce back from, from a... I mean, not mediocre when it's 3.17 ERA, but just a, a a mediocre season when it comes to Shane Bieber standards. Um, I I really think this guy is, is a top ten pitcher, maybe well, top five in baseball.
2: Shane Bieber got off to a hot start last year, and, then, yep. and and then he had the injury. Yep. Um, is there any coincidence that you work for the Guardians and now you're picking uh, a Guardians <laughs> pitcher to win the site? Mm, not not fishy. Not there's no coincidence hey, of that. I, 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 hey, there's no bias in journalism. I, I,
3: I have absolutely zero uh zero connection to the you know to what happens in the major league level. So uh, Shane Bieber, I I'm I'm just saying it from a fan's perspective of Shane Bieber, I'm and just not from a, 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 no, a working I'm, for the Guardians perspective. I'm
2: <laughs> just I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, I I'm pretty high on Shane Bieber myself this year. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything away. We're gonna get to that here in just yep. a minute with our season preview and our awards prediction. Well, I, I will We're give away see. mine. He's winning Cy Young. That's yeah. my prediction. Yeah. So um. But yeah, no, very good. I, I, Shane Bieber's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. And the fact he doesn't make a top ten list it blows my how? mind. I mean, he's how? been so damn good. he's yeah. been so damn good. It just it, it blows my mind. Right. But moving on. Oh, and by the way, um, Ryan mentioned that they may be without Max Scherzer. It looks like he had a hamstring tweak. Yeah. And um, he's going to be fine. He's, they said he's still making his opening day start. That mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. they're holding him back now out of out of a precaution. So that he can make that opening day start. So I, I'm not worried about Max Scherzer at all. Every mm-hmm. time I get worried about Max Scherzer, he comes, goes out and he and he's Max Scherzer. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm not worried about that dude. Now Orioles outlook for this year. And you know what? The more thing about it, we spend a lot. We spent 25 minutes at the top of the show talking yeah. about our Orioles outlook. So let's just get into our um, AL East predictions. Looking forward uh, to a. Something going on in our building back there. Yeah, th- this is an old building. It's haunted, man. It's ghosts. A ghost! It no, might be. I don't know. Nah, it's not ghosts. Um, Orioles Banter today <laughs> is brought to you by the Baltimore County or the Baltimore Police Department. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. And now. And now. And now. Uh, the Orioles, and the Major League Baseball season preview. We are going to start in the American League East. Uh, So what we're going to do here is we're going to go division by division. We're going to pick our winners, and we're going to pick our standings for each division. Then we're going to give our playoff predictions. And by playoff predictions, I'm not going to try and figure out the seedings and stuff like that. So I'm just going to say who I think is going to the World Series. We're going to give our um, Major League Baseball awards predictions. Yep. Uh, and the reason that we're not starting off with an Orioles outlook is because we basically have already done that. This we, we, show. We, we predicted our
3: wins. We predicted, you know, I'm, I'm, we, you know we, we, we talked right. about Mountcastle and Means at a, you know, at an but, but,
2: but we are going to talk about them in the AL East yes. preview. Yes. So that we're going to get to them. Yes. All right. So starting at the top for me, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, look, they, they lost the top three MVP candidate and the Cy Young winner last year and replaced him with Kevin Gossman and Matt Chapman. Yep. Their rotation is loaded. Their lineup is arguably the best young lineup in the game. And just in case the loaded division limits their ceiling, the playoffs have expanded. Uh, they won 91 games last year and missed the playoffs. They're not going to need the expanded playoffs. They're the best team in the American League.
3: Yeah, I think they're the best team in baseball. Uh, I you really think th- 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 You
2: think they're better than the Dodgers?
3: I do. I really do. I mean, people forget that George Springer didn't even play a full season last year. That's that's true.
2: another add. I mean,
3: he he was fine last year. He wasn't great. He was coming off an injury. And look, this guy is is another guy that they're just going to add in. Matt Chapman, Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette. I mean, it's stacked at every single level. You look at, I mean, they signed Kikuchi. They've got just an unbelievable rotation in every way. The lineup is young and. and good at almost every position.
2: Who, they have, in center field, they have Teoscar Hernandez. No, That'll be Springer. Uh, I'm sorry, thank you. It's George Springer in center field. They're going to have Teoscar Hernandez in left field. Should be left, yeah. And then, who's their right fielder? Uh, I don't know who they decided to go with this
3: year. I don't think it's a, uh, a huge name, because they did Trey Gritchick, so Gritchick right. was last year, so I don't know who they're deciding right, to go I, with. Right,
2: I feel like they, they have a big bat out there in right field that I'm just not thinking of right now. Could but, be, could be. But they, they, don't, they don't have a hole. And I mean, you can make the argument. Well, they, they
3: have Tapia. They just traded him. He was he was for Grichick. So right, maybe that's right. Their, right. He'll, that, he'll that's probably be playing
2: plan. left field, and you'll have Teoscar Hernandez in right field. The way I, the way I look at this team is, Gavin Biggio is probably the, the weakest link in your. lineup. Oh, in, he is 100 percent in your lineup, yeah. and I think he's had a pretty decent spring. Yeah, he's he's not a bad player. Uh,
3: Biggio is. I don't. He there would be a few teams he wouldn't be a starter yeah. on. Quite but, quite but, a few.
2: But Bo Bichette, one of the brightest young shortstops yeah. in the game. You have Vladdy, you have George Springer, the, the, you have Matt Chapman. Matt
3: Chapman. I mean, even Danny Jansen is a very underappreciated and very, very good catcher. Yeah. Um. And then again, you you got Jose Barrios in the rotation, Kikuchi, Kevin Gosman. I mean, it just it doesn't stop with this team. And you know, a guy like Nate Pearson, one of the top prospects from a few years ago, he hasn't really figured it out yet, but he could figure it out this year. They're stacked. Um, they're Al- stacked. Alec Manoa. Manoa, another was one,
2: a stud last year. They're they're. they're Ryu, in, in, Ryu, obviously. We're
3: forgetting about Ryu. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> could, mean, they could
2: win 100 games in a loaded American League East. I,
3: I'm predicting them 104 wins. I'm putting them there. I really think this team is the best they, in baseball. They,
2: they are absolutely loaded. Yeah. They are absolutely. No, and they, no,
3: they haven't even spent that much money to do it. That's the crazier part. Well, yeah. Like, I mean,
2: they're going to have to spend a ton of money to keep this team yeah, intact yeah. in a few years. But you worry about that in a few years, and we've seen that they have a willing. It's no salary cap in baseball, and they have a willingness to spend that money, uh, clearly. Uh the, the, by the way, uh, G-
3: Lourdes Guriel Jr. A guy we completely forgot about. I didn't forget about him. I, I was uh, he's. Oh, did you mention him? I I, no, I, no, did. no,
2: I, I didn't mention him. I, I was trying to think of where he plays, and okay. I thought maybe he, he is an outfielder as well. Yeah, so yeah. he so, might start in so, right. There's no might about it. Yeah. He might be the best pure hitter on their entire team. Lourdes Gurriel is going to be playing right field for them. That that team is absolutely loaded. T- Tapia might be a bench player. Yeah. Tapia might might probably be a bench be. player who, who's a pinch runner who gets three starts a week. Yeah, he's,
3: he's got a lot of speed. You're right. Yeah. yeah.
2: This, this, is, this team is absolutely loaded. All right. Second place. And I looked at this roster and I looked at this team and I didn't want to do it, but I had to. Okay. Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. They're the second best team in the division. They pitch and they pitch and they pitch. And then on top of that, they have two of the brightest young stars in the game, in Randy Arena and Wander, Fra- Wander Franco. Yep. Uh, Brandon Lau mushes the ball. Yep. Uh, then you have Austin Meadows, who can knock the ball out of the ballpark at a, at a moment's notice. I would have liked to have seen them do something about first base. I don't like what they have at first base. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a guy who believes in Choi. No. But I think that this is a team last year that was seventh in, the, in, the, in baseball in home runs. They were... I think top five in most strikeouts, but also top five in most walks, and they had the second most runs in the entire league. Yeah. In all of Major League Baseball, they scored the second most runs behind the Houston the Astros. The lineup
3: never looks that good on paper, but it's always better than you expect.
2: They, they they find ways yeah. to score runs because they get on base, and then they pitch. Right. They are going to outpitch everybody. They're they're, they're going to finish in second place and make the playoffs, be, play in that wild card series.
3: I have the Rays in third, actually. Um I have the Red Sox. Well, you didn't need in to give place. that away yet. We're, okay. We're going well, place by place, man. I, I have the Red Sox in second place. I you're right about the starting pitching. I know you have some reservations about where they are there. But I think you look at that lineup and the guys that again, you look at how stacked that lineup is from top to bottom. I see the Red Sox just hitting the ball all year at an unbelievable clip. And I don't know if it's as good as the Blue Jays lineup. I think they will have some struggles in that department. But if you look at the pitching compared to last year, they really didn't lose that much. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez is the most notable departure on that team. Eduardo. And, Eduardo. And, uh, and look, I mean, he didn't have that great of a year last year. It was, it was good. Tigers signed him to a nice deal. But you know, he won, I think, 19 games or 18 games in uh, 2019. He came nothing, you know, it's nowhere close to that at this point. He's not that kind of guy anymore. Um, former Oriole prospect, by the way. And, you know, that's the most notable departure. I think this team, they were able to do it last year pitching-wise. I think they'll be able to do it again. Um, And the lineup, I I just, again, you know, you got guys like J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts. They're going to hit the ball. They're going to hit the ball. I, that's that's my my overall take on it, and I I think the Red Sox are going to be a lot better than people expect them to be because because well, they, they proved me wrong last year.
2: And last year I picked them to win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. The Rays won the division, but they 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 beat the Rays. They beat the Yankees. They got to the ALCS and took it down to the wire. Uh, the Red Sox are a good team. And added I, I, Trevor Story. Yeah, they, they added Trevor Story, who uh, the bat's good, not great. Uh, look, look, Trevor Story yeah. is a good player, good defender, war guy. It hits, hits a ton of home runs, but the average is about two fifty. You know, I I'd like more than that if I'm giving a guy twenty five million dollars. Well, I mean, you
3: you still got Devers. They added James Paxton, who could be interesting if if he turns it around a little bit. Not pitching in New York will help out a little bit, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got Verdugo, Bobby Dahlbeck. I mean, there's just again this lineup is stacked from top to bottom.
2: See, Bobby Dahlbeck is a beer league softball player. Uh, d- Bobby Dalback What do you mean by that? I mean that he all he does is hit home runs and strike out. Is that he's going to hit two, today's th- game? Yeah, but he's going to hit two thirty. He's going to hit, two. I don't at, know. At, at best, he's going to hit 230. There, there are people who think that he could break out, could take the Austin Riley track. Uh, I don't see it. I don't. I think there's too many holes in the swing. I, I think he'll hit 30 home runs, but I think he'll strike out 180 times, and I think his batting average is going to be about 220, 230.
3: I'm best. a Bobby Dolbeck fan, personally. I, I think the, the modern game is so geared towards power and strikeouts that it's just par for I the hate course at this point. I hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. I, I,
2: I hate it. I, I, I hate the fact that there's no strategy anymore. It's oh, just just gear up and try to hit the ball five hundred feet and if you yeah. don't, we don't care. Yeah. You know, like I, right. I, I hate it. But anyway. Uh so my third place team is the New York Yankees. Uh and yes, I haven't mentioned the Red Sox yet. Lineup is still powerful. The bullpen is still powerful. The uh the rotation is the biggest question mark for them. Yeah. After Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyon had a nice year last year. Yeah. He's alright. Um right. they they have Luis Severino back as he Luis Severino, or is it, has, it been too, has it been too long? I doubt it. Yeah, they, they have a lot of question marks in that rotation, but they're the Yankees. And they are I, the Yankees. And that's the thing. You can think they're going to—they make the playoffs every year. Yeah. And you can think they're going to be bad, but they still have a lineup that has DJ LeMayhew yeah. and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, mm-hmm. and there's guys I'm leaving out right now. That oh Isaiah kinder Falefa sure um they have Glaber of course Glaber Torres and you look at where's Glaber going to play yeah y- you know this this lineup is still
3: Gashioka has broken out as a nice catcher for them he's in, not in- he's not a good hitter he's, he, an, he's an excellent n- defender though.
2: he he's excellent. an excellent defender but your starting catcher's got to be able to hit above one ninety which he has never done in his career um I, I look at this team and for all its flaws there's still the New York Yankees yep. They, and they, they still have that lineup, and they're going to find a way to piss you off all year long and somehow win 93 games and finish in third place in this division. It, it, that's what's going to happen.
3: I have the Rays in third place, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Rays pitching just destroys what the what the Yankees have, and that's why I, p- I picked them over the Yankees. Um, the Rays lineup is not nearly as good as the Yankees, but like you said, they always find ways to be better than you expect them to be. There will be guys on that team who are going to hit A lot. Like, Brandon Lau is a great example. You know, he's not maybe appreciated by everyone and maybe the way he should be. Uh, but that guy's probably going to hit 25-30 home runs at least. And he's going oh, to do more. Oh,
2: he's going to hit 30-40.
3: Yeah, he might do. Right, exactly. And and that guy is, is a guy that goes very underappreciated, very under the radar. That's a better player than Trevor Story. I'd take that guy any day at second base over Trevor Story. So you look at you know what they have, and, and there's some sleepers in that lineup who really might might surprise you. And I, I'm almost sure of it that the Rays will go out and add another bat at the deadline, like they did mm-hmm. last year with Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Cruz. Um, so the, you know, the Rays, and of course every team's going to make trades. Um, but I think the Rays are, are in a good spot uh, with, with their pitching just because it's it's set up by, by guys like Glasnow and, and McClanahan, of course. So, that's where I stand on the Rays. Well,
2: um, Glasnow probably won't pitch for the bulk of this year because it, he, he had Tommy John surgery last year. Yeah,
3: right? I, I, he might, I thought he was on track to come back pretty early. I'll have to I I, don't,
2: I can't imagine he'd come back early because it happened, okay, it, you happened might be right. it
3: happened mid-season. I thought he was supposed to be back like June. I could be wrong on that. Right, but it's still a good June, chunk of June but, but then how, who is he? when he Well, comes right, back? And, and and there is injury concerns he, always with him. And well, Tyler, and we and know, it's
2: not even just that. Even when he comes back, he's not coming back as Tyler Glass now. Uh, not, to not, not, him he, it, not not where Tyler Glass. Don't, now don't was. forget too,
3: they, they've added Corey Kluber, yeah, another guy.
2: Yeah, but and they, they and Corey Kluber is a fringe guy for that rotation right now because they're so yeah.
3: they're so loaded. Ryan Yarbrough. I mean, there it, it really is loaded. The, the, the their
2: their rotation is absolutely loaded. My fourth place team is the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And, and look, guys, when I say this. It's not like I think the Red Sox are going to win seventy-eight games. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's a ninety-plus win team. Yeah. It, 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 the 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 lineup isn't. Trevor Story's is playing second base because they have Xander Bogarts. They have Rafael Devers. Yeah. They have J.D. Martinez. The lineup is absolutely loaded. Yep. The starting rotation has four guys in it right now. Yeah. Five of you include James Paxton. I don't because James Paxton sucks. Let's be honest. I
3: think he'll do better not pitching in he, New York.
2: He hasn't been good for five years.
3: Yeah, but again, he spent a lot of those in in New York. So does, I yeah, it's I, a I, really you know, really tough place to pitch.
2: Yeah, Randy Johnson went and pitched in New York and had a five plus ERA. Yeah, you know, like I, I, mean? I
3: really think it it makes a very big difference. It's it such does. a small it park. It does. It's such a tough crowd. <laughs> a t-
2: tough crowd, small park. I get that. I just I don't. I, I'm not impressed with their bullpen either. I'm but not either. I agree. I, I, with you. I don't like their bullpen. I don't like their rotation. I think that they're going to have to outslug teams. And yeah. for the most part, they will. Look, yeah. this team is going to score just under six runs a game, they're going to score, gonna score yeah. five and a half to six runs a game. And they're going to have to win game 6-5. to five.
3: See, the thing is for me, in between the Rays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox, I see, you know, I, I have the Red Sox in second, the, the Rays in the third, the Yankees in fourth. But I think there's probably a two or three win difference between each team. Maybe Ex- not even. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And so what, what I have to look at it as is the Blue Jays are the class of the division. Yeah. The, the Rays are right, they're just a tier below them because yeah. of how good they pitch and how mm-hmm. well they run uh, as far as an on-field product. Uh, and then the Yankees are the Yankees. And the Red Sox are the Red Sox. Look, the 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 Red Sox could win ninety one games. The yeah. Re- the Yankees win ninety two, and the Rays win ninety three. And the Red Sox miss the playoffs. But well, I, I just want to bring up on Paxton
3: though. I, I think he deserves a little more credit because he did win fifteen games in New York in twenty nineteen and put up a three eight two ERA. Yeah. Um. And the past two years he's been pretty injured. He he didn't really pitch too much. Yeah. Only only one game in twenty uh, twenty one.
2: James Paxton was good the second half of the season, if yeah. I remember correctly, in tw- yeah. in 2019. But I, uh, he's been injured or uh, or ineffective or both.
3: Baseball Reference hasn't projected a 4 4.36 ERA this year, which would be serviceable. It's yeah, good. it's
2: it's fine, and that's good. Maybe and, not and for a contender, but, but it's but it's, it's, but, it's, all right. but th- it's fine for yeah. t- for a team like the Red Sox. James Paxton could win 15 games this year because uh, if you remember, there was a point a few years back where David Price was 8-0 with like a 6 ERA. Yeah. Because the team just mashes. Mm -hmm. And and I get that. Look, there's going to be four teams in this division that win 90 games at a minimum, I think. And I think the Red Sox are on the outside looking in because when I look at their pitching, I think they have the worst pitching of the bunch. Fair enough, fair enough. The Yankees have Garrett Cole, which is better than... You can make the argument for Chris Sale. But he's basically better than anything the Red Sox have. The Yankees bullpen is strong. The Red the Rays bullpen and starting rotation is strong. Same thing with the Blue Jays. The Red Sox don't have anybody that you look at aside from Chris Sale, where you are like, yeah that that that's a that's a good uh, good piece in that yep. rotation. Uh, it's just it comes down to the pitching. Yeah. And then finally bringing up the rear. <laughs> maybe maybe that should be the motto of the Orioles in twenty twenty three. Should rename bring, that the show. Uh,
3: bringing bring up, up bringing up the rear. Press boxes bringing up the rear. With Paul uh, Valley.
2: Uh, the Baltimore... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole different show entirely. Yeah, well... The Baltimore Orioles, look, they're a year away from being relevant, uh, let alone competing in a yeah. stacked division. This is a huge year for evaluation for the Baltimore Orioles, and the roster is going to look dramatically different in August from what it looks like on April
3: 8th. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know...
2: uh, Kelvin Gutierrez is your third baseman, Jorge Mateo is your shortstop, Ramona Rias is your second baseman, Ryan yep. Mountcastle is playing first. Your outfield left to right is Hayes, Mullin, Santander. Catcher right now is Robinson Trinos. In August or September, you're probably looking at Kyle Stowers in right field. Yeah. You're probably lo- you're definitely looking at Adley Rutschman behind the plate. Yeah. Is Westberg up playing third base? Could be. Is Joey Ortiz playing shortstop? Could be. Uh, your starting rotation right now—it's we've talked about it. It's Means, Lyles, Kramer, Zimmerman, Tyler Wells as a piggyback with somebody else. You're probably looking at Means, Lyles probably traded, um, unless he's super, so ineffective they DFA him. Yeah. Um, then Kyle Bradish, Deal Hall, and Grayson Rodriguez in your rotation, and that's before we mention guys like Mike Ballman. Um, this team—it's going to be a struggle this year. It's—it's going to be hard to watch. at at times, and at times it's going to be really fun. I, I think they'll be more competitive but you can't disregard the fact that they play 76 games against the best division in baseball
3: for the last year. Luckily, yeah, for the Orioles. Yeah,
2: this is the last year that they're doing. That's yeah. going back to 12 games against your division, of, against each division opponent, starting in 2020. Which is only going to help
3: them more in 2023. Turn the uh, turn the tide and, and start to compete. I think it's it's a really big difference between this year and the and then, especially because of they're going to run that roster out that we're going to see in August and on opening day in 23.
2: Yeah, so you you look at. You look at what the Orioles are doing this year, and people are pissed, man. And rightfully so. They rightfully spent 30, so. They, 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 yeah. they spent $30 million. They're haggling over a few hundred thousand dollars with, with Trey Mancini and John Means. That's the the business of baseball. Yeah. I get it, but I also get being upset about it. Yeah. I, I look at this team, and I say, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I see what they're doing. They're, they're, they're going to see what they have. They're bringing up Grayson. They're bringing up DL Hall. They're bringing up Adley. They're going to see what they have in in these top prospects and yeah. supplement the talent around them mm-hmm. based on what they think they have and what they know they have. Yeah. And that's why this year is going to be tough, you know. And I, I predicted sixty-one and one hundred and one for the Orioles. I yeah, think
3: sixty-three it's, might be a little bit.
2: I, I think. It's a, I think it's another hundred-loss season. But I, but I could also see a lot of guys taking big steps forward. A lot of guys sure. regressed last year. I mean, let's be honest about that. A lot of guys regressed last year. Yeah. If, if guys take a step forward this year, maybe they could win 70 games. Yeah. Uh, I thought they'd win 70 last year, and they didn't get close. No. They won 52. Yeah. 61 is a nice improvement this year. You're still losing 100 games. You're still going to be in that draft lottery next year. Yeah. Um, They're just... they're not That's quite. where the Orioles are. That's yeah, where the, they are. The, the, it it really is. That, that's where they are, and moving forward, you know, you hope this is the last year where they're a yeah. bottom feeder, and you hope that they, the, the next offseason... Based on, that's what I'm looking forward to the most.
3: I'm looking forward to the wall, actually.
2: Yeah, the the, the wall, which, by the way, the 90 degree angle has uh, rows of, of seats of two. Which makes very
3: it's, little it's sense. It's kind of a cool place. It looks weird. I don't know. I might try to it's, sit there one it's, day. But it's,
2: it's, it's weird, but, like. I, I don't see, like, a stairwell to get down there. i like, Oh, there's, there is? There's okay. a stairwell. There's a stairwell. Okay. Um, I think it's a unique place to sit. It might be, yeah. You know, and hopefully not see a guy getting nailed in the we're, wall. We're gonna forget about that wall, you know. You no know, one it, cares.
3: Well, I just mentioned it out of like, just you know, fun at this who, point.
2: Who's dealt with a ninety-degree angle in the outfield for over a hundred years? The Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And nobody freaking cares. I mean,
3: Pirates have had it in left field the for a long Diamond time. And everyone backs. loves the Pirates stadium.
2: The Houston Astros have a giant 90-degree angle in yeah. left field. The Houston Astros had a
3: hill in center field yeah. for a good amount of time. The I Detroit
2: mean, Tigers had a light pole in the middle of center, yeah, left center field. yeah. yeah. So, like, come <laughs> on. No, love,
3: love that from Detroit.
2: Yeah, nobody is going to care. Right. Except for this guy, Paul, whatever the hell his last name is. Nobody's going to care. Except for that guy,
3: I certainly don't care. I just make jokes out of it because it's 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 fun to talk about. They built a wall. They built the wall. Um, we'll we'll probably mention every show just because.
2: it's 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 going to be a fun season for talent evaluation for seeing prospects graduate to the major league level. You're going to see a lot of guys make their major league debuts this year. Yeah, and um, it's and based on what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing how those guys perform. So the Orioles get a sense of where they are talent-wise and yeah, what they can yeah. do in the offseason. Very important. So we're gonna move to the end. Uh, we we got to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, we, we do, we we're, do. We're, really. But it's the it's the East. That's, that's where the most we're, important. Th- that's where we for reside, us, sure. right? Uh, the Central. My one through five. I got the White Sox, Twins, Tigers, Indians, Royals, White Sox, Indians. Black- who are they? Uh, Guardians.
3: Yeah, excuse you.
2: Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a stupid name. You you don't have to comment. It's a stupid name.
3: White Sox, Tigers, Royals, Twins, Guardians. Love you, Guardians. Sorry. Uh, Moving on.
2: No, we're not moving on. Not moving we're, on. We're, we're going to talk we're, about we're, this. Okay, We're going to talk okay. about it just I a little bit. I thought we were going to pick up the pace here. We, we are. We're okay. not going to spend an hour on each team. Okay. Uh, look, the, the White Sox, they lost Carlos Rodon, mm-hmm. uh, but they still return Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, and Dallas Keuchel. Look, they, 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 they lose Michael Kopech. Yeah, and did he get injured or was he t- traded?
3: Um, I believe he was. I don't yeah, remember th- him being traded. No, no, he's he's got an injury. Yeah, he, for sure. The, the, I wrote,
2: I wrote some of these predictions, and mm-hmm. then teams went out and made moves without asking yeah. me first. Oh, uh, yeah. you they know? should so, they should consider your feelings. But look, they, they, they traded away Craig Kimberl mm-hmm. I just couldn't. I could not believe that Craig Kimbrell and and um. Liam Hendrickson, we're going to, Liam Hendrickson is Hendrix. Hendricks, right? Hendricks. Liam Hendricks. Yep. We're going to, Liam Hendrickson is one of the uh, Hendrickson brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know like who that is. Thor. Thor was. Is, oh,
3: Thor? Yeah, I'm not a Thor guy. Yeah. Um, he's well, like Thor- the worst, he's like the worst Avenger. Anyway, Thor- Thor- moving on. He's awesome. No, he's not.
2: No, the, Hawkeye is by far and away the worst Avenger. Oh, yeah, that guy's by like, By yeah, yeah, he, far pre- away. He's, he's pretty lame. Yeah. Black Widow's not great either, but. No, she's she, way cooler than him. No, she, she, way cooler. Her
3: only him. power is that she's really good at beating people up. Yeah, but she's like a uh, anyway, not not a
2: Marvel discuss- anyway, <laughs> discussion Anyway, and it's nothing against women. I love Scarlet. Nothing Johansson. against women, but yeah, she's great. But anyway, this isn't an adventure show. Um, uh, I couldn't believe that that, that Craig Kimbrell was gonna be okay being a setup man. Yeah, I, I... You know, and sure enough, they traded him. Right? I don't really think to the that Dodgers. trade makes any sense for the White
3: Sox. I'm still very confused. Why the guy.
2: hell do you want Pollock?
3: A.J. Pollock is old. Not that he's not a good player anymore, but he's getting on the... Not that Craig Kimbrell isn't old, too, because he's up there as well. But look, you got you lost that deal. You lo- it's simple as that. You lost that deal. great Kimbrell for A.J. Pollock is
2: not an even trade.
3: No, not at all. The Dodger, no. Dodgers cleaned up in that trade. Yeah. And look, the Dodgers can just throw some random prospect that they have because every prospect in their organization hits 320 home runs
2: every year. Yeah. So they can just throw another guy out every there. Every and- single night, the Dodgers have a guy with 30 homers sitting on their bench. Literally. 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 Every night. Yeah. You-, you-, you watch them, and they're like, why this was like two years ago? Mm-hmm. Why is Cody Bellinger not playing today? Yeah. Oh well, because we want to get Max Muncie in first base. So I
3: was watching a, a. I've watched a lot of the Dodgers in spring training for some reason this year, and I was watching them, and I'm just seeing some of their prospects come up. Guys I've never heard of. Guys that you know are probably outside of their top ten. And these guys have like 30 home runs. You know, like an OPS of like nine twenty.
2: And I'm like, where are the Dodgers making these guys? Like where <laughs>
3: in a <laughs> lab? Is, in a like this is crazy. In a lab. This so is I, crazy.
2: So I got the White Sox in first place because I think they're the best. Team in the, in I agree. In the Central. I'm with you. Uh, I have the Twins in second. I think I don't think the Twins are going to be that good. Uh, I really look, don't. Look, I think they added some nice pieces. Mm-hmm. They they hit a t- they still hit a ton of home runs last year, and they, yeah. they they were really bad last year and managed to win 73 games. Yeah. I have, a, a, and look, let's let's be honest about the AL Central mm-hmm. for a second here. It's a crapshoot. After after the after the White Sox, yeah. it's a crapshoot. You could le- you could make a legitimate case for any of these teams finishing second through fifth. Again, I right, I
3: I think the Tigers, the Royals, the Twins, the Guardians. Again the The difference in wins between them, one or two or three, like yeah. I don't think it's going to be that drastic. I I have the you know the Tigers in second place because I do love the young talent. I think Casey Mize is going to be unbelievable yeah. this year, and you know Javi Baez is a nice add for them. And there's there's some pieces there, and obviously Spencer Torkelson is going to get a good amount of time up in the majors this year. I'm excited about the Tigers personally.
2: Yeah, th- I I think that uh, I think it's a problem that their biggest. Storyline this year is going to be Cabrera, Cabrera t- chasing three thousand hits. Yeah, and, uh, the, he th- is past is prime. Based on talent alone, he should have retired two years ago. Yeah, you know, but he, he's chasing three thousand hits, six hundred home runs, three thousand hits. He I mean, was the first ballot guy, no matter what. Yeah, he wants he, he's the he won a triple crown, first triple crown yeah. in forty five yeah. years or forty seven years. Didn't he win like two that. or could we, no? He no. Only, it was twenty twelve, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Hall of Fame talent, the talent just isn't there anymore. Right. Um, Spencer Torkelson is going to get some run this year. I I have him ranked pretty highly in my rookie of the year yeah. balloting. Um, I just don't think they're there. I have him third place, but I don't think they're they're quite there yet. Fair. The Guardians' pitching is really good, but really aside, good aside aside from. Um, uh, Mel Reyes and Jose Ramirez they have no power in their lineup I'm still waiting for Nolan Jones to get there I've been really high on Nolan Jones for about 4 or 5 years now and yep. he hasn't made it yet
3: Guardians have one of the best systems in baseball so there will be there will be some guys coming up and, and coming through
2: yeah and then Kansas City man I think Bobby Witt Jr. is winning rookie of the year because I think he's going to be there from opening day I think Bobby
3: bold he- prediction Bobby Witt Jr. is going to come in top 10 in MVP voting.
2: Yeah, but you said Adley Rutschman is going to win. Oh, you, you you know what? You picked him for your Orioles uh, Rookie of the Year.
3: Orioles Rookie of the rookie Year, of,
2: yeah. Um, I got Bobby Witt Jr. winning, winning Rookie of the Year. Um, Bobby uh, Witt Jr. is
3: my favorite prospect for a Sa- long time. I love that, Sa- man.
2: Salvador Perez might hit 50 home runs, Look, but their, their pitching needs to come through in a big way for them. And they're putting a lot of stock in guys like Daniel Lynch, Chris Bubik, Brad Keller, and Brady Singer. All top-flight prospect arms that, yeah. that need to... They're going all going to get a shot. Right.
3: Even a guy like Asa Lacy. Did you mention Asa Lacy? I did not. Okay. Yeah. Um.
2: I, I think that you you know more about the Royals prospects than I. I, I don't know much about them, but I know these guys are, are, are top flight prospects, uh, pitching prospects, who the Royals are putting a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. To come through and and make this team relevant. I have them in third. I think it, it could easily be fifth. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like I said, my, my my last line is honestly this division after the White Sox is a crapshoot. It's so a yeah. high likelihood only one team makes the playoffs from the Central. Yeah, sure. And then you go to the West. Houston Astros are still really good. They're, they're, they're I have them in first place. I Me think too. The Seattle Mariners. uh Me too. They're they're in second place. They lost Kyle Seager, but they added Elio Suarez, who might be an upgrade. They added Robbie Ray, the Cy, defending Cy Young champion, uh, Jared Kellenick. Uh, it's Kellenic. Kellenic. Derek Kellenic, Julio Rodriguez. I always struggle with, with Kellenic's name. Yeah. Uh, Julio Rodriguez and Kyle Lewis give them an incredible core. Yeah. I I think that this is maybe the year that they break that. um, I'm with you. That 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 long playoff drought. So I got the Mariners second. I got the Angels third. Um, They they are a fringe playoff team to me. They added Noah Syndergaard. I still think they need more pitching. I don't see it. But but look, man, a lineup that's going to have a healthy Trout, Rendon, Brandon Walsh, B.J. Upton, uh, Shohei Otani. This is a legit a a legitimate offense. It but. It's a big if. All this guy's got to stay healthy, and yeah. Trout seems to me like his body's breaking down on him. I th- well, a they're talking
3: bit. now, moving him to right field too, because the guys. well just they say, they say he's going to play center field this year. This year, but as far as next year goes, it sounds like he's going to make the move at some point because he is breaking down quite a bit. Yeah, minute.
2: yeah. Uh, I have the Texas Rangers fourth. Yeah. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon—they're huge additions. John yeah. Gray's okay. I'm not. I've never been a John Gray not guy. Not a John Gray guy either. But they got two big bat. One, two big bats and a mediocre arm aren't enough to get them over the top. They needed no. to address their starting rotation, and they frankly they just didn't.
3: Yeah, I I see the difference between the Rangers and the Angels as as not that big. I see maybe like a five win difference there, but yeah, I, I do have the Rangers in fourth as well, and then the A's obviously yeah. are the basement. Every,
2: everybody, including the managers, gone. They're going to challenge the Orioles for the worst record in baseball. They, I,
3: I think they're going to be worse. I really do. I, I think they're losing well over hundred games. They have nothing at this point. They sold off everything, and uh, the A's are A's are in a bad spot.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, moving on to the NL East, you're not as high on them as I am. I have the Atlanta Braves winning this okay. division. The rotation is still really good with Charlie Morton, Max Fried, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright. They might have the best bullpen in baseball. Dansby Swanson's arguably the worst player in their lineup, and he hit 27 homers and drove in an <laughs> 80 <laughs> last year. A number one overall pick. Yeah, too. yeah, they they lost Freddie Freeman and they replaced him with Matt Freakin' Olson. Yeah. All right, they're the, defend, they're the defending world champions, and they got better. Yeah, this pe- year. people forget that Olson's
3: actually better if you look at the numbers from last year compared to Freeman. He doesn't bring that same clubhouse presence, but the guy and hit he better.
2: doesn't hit, hit for his high of average, but right, but, but more power, more. Dr- yeah. more more run production
3: about worth another one more uh, compared to Freeman last year. So take it for what it's worth. But yeah, I, I have the Mets in first, uh, the Braves in second. Do you go through the whole thing yet? No,
2: I, I've got the Mets second, Phillies okay. third, Nationals fourth, Marlins fifth.
3: Yeah, I, I I have the same thing. Yeah, my I think the Marlins are going to be very close to the Nationals as far as wins go, but they could be they're going to be fighting for that last spot.
2: Yeah, and, and the Marlins, a lot of people are high on them for some reason. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it either.
3: It. They're a young team and they're yeah. hungry, and I think they'll be competitive. Yeah,
2: but they're not they're not close.
3: Sandy, Alcantara, I will say, is like one of my top five favorite pitchers in baseball. I love the way that guy pitches. Um, but the, if you look at the lineup, I mean, there's just not that much yeah, there. there the, a- the pitching core is good. I mean, yeah. the, they're going to be good. They're going to pitch really well. Trevor this Rogers, year. Trevor, sure. I mean, they're they're going to pitch really well. But the lineup is just—they have nothing. They have
2: nothing in their lineup. But yeah. you look at the Nationals, man. And I don't even know what the hell they're doing. And I I don't either. They go frankly. out and they get. And they get Nelson, Nelson Cruz. What's the freaking point, man? Like Juan Soto. Juan Soto is the best player in baseball. You and easily, I. You and yeah. I uh, I'm not going to say. You say easily. Oh, I love this man. Say, I love that man. You say easily to stuff that's not an easily thing. There, I there love plenty, that man. There are plenty of guys that are damn close to Juan Soto, but Juan Soto is the best player in baseball. He's yeah, only, okay. He's only in better. your
3: opinion, not mine, but okay. Um,
2: we both agree he's the best player.
3: No, I'm saying that I'm, I just think he, there's a really big gap between him and everyone else. I really think Juan Soto. I This guy is going to be, when his career is over, a first battle Hall of Famer. I love that man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving uh, so on the, from the, my the, obsession so, with Juan Soto. So,
2: Juan Soto, best player in baseball. Nels mm-hmm. Cruz, ageless wonder. Josh Bell has baun, bounced back in a big yeah. way last year. Yeah. You don't know what you have in Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. No. Uh, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Ryan Zimmerman, Anthony Rendon, not walking through that door. Right. Uh, th- this team is... I picked them to win the East last year and they fell flat on their yeah. face. This year I'm picking them fourth and it's maybe above above the Marlins, the Phillies, they're going to they're going to mash they're going to absolutely mash. mash. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nolan, Zach Eflin, that's a nice start yeah. in, in, in the rotation, but their bullpen is still bad. And the last the, two
3: guys in the rotation are big question marks. Ranger yeah. Suarez. I mean, and,
2: and Zach Eflin, to a certain degree, is, yeah, is, is, still, is still a big question mark. But he's got the, all the talent in the world to be yeah. at the top of that rotation. And with the Mets coming in second, look, Max Scherzer tweaked the hamstring. We think he's going to be fine. Jacob deGrom has a stress reaction in his scapula. And if you recall... DL Hall had a stress reaction in his throwing elbow. Yeah. And he missed the rest of the year. Yeah. DeGrom, as good as he is, man, he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. Right. Um, And then you look at the rest of their rotation. Uh, Their rotation is good, not great. In, in yeah. my opinion, you you're much higher on their on their starting rotation than I am. You have them you have them winning the division. I, uh, they added Max Scherzer. They added. So I love Starling Marte. I love Me Starling too. Marte. Too, big they fan. added Mark Connor, who's a sneaky powerful guy, and yep. they added o- Eduardo Escobar. Uh, biggest addition may have been Buck Walter. Yeah. Uh, this is the most talent he's ever he's ever inherited taking yeah. over a new team, and he, he, he's got an approach to, to baseball. Yeah. They're they're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to make the playoffs. This team doesn't feel
3: like. The Mets to me. This is it feels like a different kind of Mets. This feels like a very, very new and an exciting Mets where the past few years they've been good, right? Like they put all the pieces together. I mean, they they acquired Lindor last year. I mean, this this team's good, but they hadn't had that feeling to me where I, I really feel like they're going to be very close to the World Series. I this year I, I really feel that way.
2: They'll make the playoffs. Uh, they might get into the ALCS. But they, got,
3: they have Buck Showalter now. He
2: makes such a big yeah, difference. Buck Showalter has never gotten to a World Series. That's true. It's true. Um, he he makes a huge. Trust me. I think. I think. I think he is the final piece that kind of make that, that puts yeah. him over the top. I think he's the difference. But for me, it's what it's the Mets. You know, yeah, but this is—that's what I'm saying. It but, doesn't but, feel like the same thing to me. It, and and if you put them, if you isolate them, you just look at the Mets yep. with tunnel vision. They're good. They're I almost cursed. They're a good freaking baseball team. Mm-hmm. But then you have to take away the tunnel vision, and you have to look at the rest of the National League. Yeah, and even in their own division, the Braves are just as good, if, if not better. The Cardinals are just as good, if not better. Yeah, the Dodgers are better. The Padres are maybe not just as good but they're good. I like the Mets
3: a lot better than the Padres
2: personally. The, the Padres I had them in second place yeah. in the Amer- in the National League w- West uh, and I might have to change that. Uh, mm. I think they're kind of falling apart. But my second place team in the in the um what the hell was I talking about? NL- oh, 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 moving we're, on to, we're to the NL Central, moving to NL- yeah. NL Central the Cardinals they're so good, yeah. They're so good, and I, I love Tyler O'Neill. I like their rotation. I like I like what they're doing. Yeah, uh, they have they they, they have Goldschmidt, Arenado, Yadier Molina. They they have um they brought Albert Pujols back, which is a, a nice story. And yeah. he was he yeah. was decent enough with the Dodgers last year that yeah. if you just have him strictly DHing three times a week, yeah, all right. you know they'll they'll be okay. Uh, but. Based on who else is in the division, they're the best team in that division. This is a bad division, and they're going
3: <laughs> to they're going to run away with this. Division. This is a very bad division, and if the Cardinals don't win it, I would be blown out of my mind, shocked. Yeah. Um, there are just not that many good teams here, and and you look at the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates. I mean, those psh, there's not much talent on a lot of those teams at the moment. So yeah, it's it's going to be a, an easy win for the Cardinals.
2: I have the Cubs in second place. Okay, and nobody's talking about the fact that the Cubs have pieced together a solid rotation. Okay. Uh Solid bullpen and halfway decent lineup. Not a great lineup. There's yeah. no there's no mashers, but it's all a, while retooling. It's a it's a decent lineup. Uh, nobody's talking about the fact that you know they added Marcus Stroman, Wade Miley, uh, Drew Smiley to their rotation. <laughs> Why <laughs> Miley and Smiley? Miley and smiley. <laughs> They're gonna make t-shirts of that, yeah. probably. Yeah, it, it's um the, the the Cubs. They don't really rebuild. They retool. Right at, at this right. point, they've rebuilt. To go win that World Series, yep. and now they're kind of retooling, and the little prospects come up. I, I don't. Uh, they have Andrelton Simmons to help the defense playing yeah. shortstop. He, he the bat's no longer there, but yeah. he's still he's still a. a Arguably the best shortstop yeah. defensively in the game.
3: I don't have the Cubs in second. I have the Brewers in second. Uh, I do feel somewhat confident about the way that you know a guy like Yelich is going to bounce back, and I, I feel like it's the, been two
2: years since he was relevant.
3: I know, but I I, I feel much more confident. Actually, it was, tw- it
2: was 2019, and that's when he cracked the kneecap. 2020 yeah. wasn't a thing, and then 2021 it, it, he just it sounds wasn't like good.
3: he's fully healthy right now. So I'm I'm gonna say that he's gonna help them out a little bit. He's not gonna be a great player again. I'm not sure he'll ever be that player he was. But um, you, you look at the rest of the lineup; they've got some good pieces. Then obviously Brandon Woodruff. They don't. I I think they do. There's a lot of
2: is not good. You look, and, but, but look at,
3: let's look at the starting rotation real quick though. Woodruff no, 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 and Corbin no, Burns. No,
2: I I have the Brewers in third place. Okay. Pitching wins 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 championships. I get that. Yeah. But you have to have guys that can hit, and they they, yeah. they, they have Yelich, Kane, and McCutchen are their big names. Yeah. And, and sure. the dude, I, I, I Lorenzo always, Kane hasn't been good in five years. Yeah. And, and neither has Andrew McCutchen. But he's an and, excellent and, and, defender. I don't care. I don't care. I
3: if, love if, Willie Adamas, too. Willie Adams is one of my favorite. players Willie Adams is a good player.
2: Yeah. W- Willie Adams is a good player. Not a great player. I, the, the, how good they got once he got there kind of is crazy to me. Yeah. But this is a team that needed to go out and get a batter too. They needed to go out and get Nelson Cruz. I agree. You know, I, I, you have what a bunch of thirty-seven-year-olds in your lineup. Uh, I, I, to me, the, their lineup is is just it's not there. Okay. The pitching's going to keep them in it, but I just can't see them being hired in third place.
3: You got. Josh Hader in the back of that bullpen too. I mean, I, I I'm higher than them uh, on them than you are, but that's, you got to have a lead to,
2: to close it out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I just, don't know the I, pur- I, I don't. Uh, but I think that if they're close, they'll go make another trade. They did it last sure. year. Could be. I think they'll go make another trade. Could um, be. Cincinnati Reds. Look, there's not much. City. It seems like the owner stripping things down to sell. He's the least wealthy owner in all of Major League Baseball. He's only yep. worth about four hundred million. Yep. Uh, this is. Joey Votto had a resurgence last year. That was neat, but I don't think he's going to do that again this year. Nah. Uh, Mike Moustakas is a shell of who he used to be. Yeah. Jonathan Indy is a really nice player.
3: He is a very, very good player. Um, but that's about it. Uh yeah. There's there's not much talent on that team. I love Luis Castillo in the starting rotation. I have them in fourth place. Uh, behind the, I have the Cubs in third. Yeah. Um, and then, th- and the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Reds
2: are bad. Yeah. The Pirates are worse. I <laughs> didn't get to
3: say my piece in the Cubs real quick. I do think I agree with you. I think they're going to be better than people expect. They they retooled a bit. Lineup's not bad. You got guys like Patrick Wisdom, and it, they're going to be better than people expect. Uh, Reds they've got nothing they, they're, they're going to be really bad Pirates and also going to be really bad the, pirate, <laughs> the
2: Pirates of the, Brian Hayes O'Neill Cruz Brian Reynolds they, they've got some solid pieces yeah. they've got a highly rated farm system it's just one of those things yeah. where they're not there they're not no, close they're not there they're but. not close uh and then pitching, in the pitching w- pitching won't be nearly good no, enough. No. And then in the West, you got the Dodgers, uh, team's loaded. It, honestly, it's not fair. They have 73 starting pitchers It could be aces elsewhere. Literally. Yeah. They have an all-star with 20 homer power at every position. They traded for one of the best closers in Craig Kimbrell. They could win 120 games this year. They they're sure. they're they're freaking filthy. Dave Roberts guaranteed a World Series. I was like, "Oh, Dave Roberts. It's a bold prediction." Yeah. If, that 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 would be like I don't know. That that I I don't know what to equate that to. Like like yeah no duh man you have yeah. you have a team of all stars that you guys paid for. If you don't go to the World Series, that extension should be ripped up. That's, that extension should be ripped up. The yeah, that's a weird that, thing to say. Oh, oh, oh for him yeah they, that's we're going
3: to say. win the World Series. I hope yeah, they fall I, flat I, on their I, face. I don't like that statement. I don't like that. And
2: I and I used to really love the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mind teams loading up. I, I mind the Yankees and Red Sox because they're in my division. Yeah. But I don't mind teams loading up like that. But then we're gonna win the World Series. Well, come on, man! Like you don't know that. Right? It's like it's like a. It's not even that. It, it, you should win the World Series. Well, it, it, yeah. it, it would be like Golden State saying, in their heyday, saying. Yeah. We're gonna win the win the championship. Well, you should. You have all the best players. <laughs> it reminds
3: me of Brian Cashman saying this week. Well, if the Astros didn't cheat, we would have won the World Series in 2017. I was like, mm, all right, would you? Because right, like you still had to get through the NL opponent. Let's f- not forget about that. Yeah. like it's not like they you didn't have a team to play. Like you weren't yeah. you weren't you battling were, the Astros for the World Series. You were yeah. battling the
2: Dodgers. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, t- to me, the, the, the they should win the World Series, and if they don't, it's a last year was a failure for them. Like cool, you won a World Series in a 60-game season in 2020. Yeah, last year was a real test, and you failed. You failed. There's no reason for the for the Dodgers to have not been in the World Series. Oh, I agree. Last year, Um, I got the pod. I'm gonna flip this. I'm gonna take the Giants second. And I I have the Padres too. And and the Padres third. Look, Tatis is out three months because he's an idiot. Like motorcycle accident. Like they just gave you. $35 Thirty-five million dollars a year, and you're riding a motorcycle. Yeah, bad idea. Like, like, and you already—it's like playing pickup basketball in the off season. Yeah, same you, kind of you, deal. You, you gotta stay healthy. And
5: yeah. uh,
2: the the Padres are good. They've got good pitching. They've got a a, a solid lineup. Yeah. And Bob Melvin is actually a manager at this point who knows how to manage. Very legit. So I think he can get them to the playoffs. Yeah, but. They, Stan was right. They're kind of a mess over there. It is right a bit now.
3: messy. The, the roster is a little bit odd at this point. Um, and if you're you're about to dump Eric Hosmer's contract, I I guess that makes a little bit of sense. But they're supposed to get Dom Smith back in that deal, who is a guy who could easily hit you know 280, 20 home runs. I mean, he's got a lot of power, and he is one of the probably is the best defensive th- uh, first baseman in baseball. But first baseman really don't carry that much value. I don't think he moves. Eric in the... Eric Hosmer
2: is th- a good defensive first he baseman. He is,
3: and I don't think I don't think Dom Smith. It really moves the needle that much for yeah. they You maybe get a half win win more out of him. Yeah. uh Then th- with the Giants, uh,
2: did you know that they were second in all of baseball last year with 241 home runs? I did not know that. And they somehow managed to win 107 games. They got really good starting rotation. They yeah. lost Kevin Gossman, but added Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Again, 107 games last year. That's not going to happen this year. No. To me, they're a fringe playoff team. Yeah. Um, t- you you look at you're still in the division with the Padres and the Dodgers. Yeah, to me, they're they're a fringe playoff team. Rockies. Nobody ever knows what the hell this team is doing. <laughs> no, I have them in fourth place. They did enough. They did just enough to be better than the Diamondbacks, who lost 110 games yeah. last year. That's about it. If they wanted to be better than the Diamondbacks, well, they did that. But, but they were already better than the Diamondbacks. They're they're better than the
3: Pirates. They're better than the Marlins. But that's about it. Yeah, and,
2: the, the, <laughs> and maybe the, maybe new leadership will get them better more quickly. But I just yeah. they, they're they're a floundering organization. They, I, I they,
3: sounded off on them a few weeks ago. What they do makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't but maybe it.
2: maybe they're heading in another direction. Maybe this maybe. is going to be more the norm for them. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks, they they stink. I mean, what else does a the are bad? What does the Baltimore audience want me to say about the Arizona Diamondbacks? No. They stink. They I mean, One fifty-two could, games last year. Catel Marte is their is their best player. Yep, and he's a good player, but yep. he's their best player. Uh, that's about it. Did Um, they they still have Madison
3: Bumgarner or were they able to get rid of that contract? No, they still have him. Oh, it's a horrible contract. They they
2: still have Bumgarner who's a shell of his former self as well. And honestly, Madison Bumgarner was a good pitcher. He was never great. They put him in this echelon with like Clayton Kershaw no. and Max Scherzer, and it's like, he had a really good 2014 It's all post-season. because of what he did in the postseason, in, and, and, that and, and, that that and that is it. And that was it. eight years ago, guys. Right, right. Uh, To me, it's a bit closer to seven years ago, really. But to me, Madison Bumgarner is a number three starter on a really good team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. All right, playoff predictions. We'll just do the my division winners, Blue Jays, White Sox, Astros, Wild Card, Yankees, Rays, Mariners, and the AL. Uh, In the NL, I've got Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, with the Wild Cards being the Mets, Phillies, and Padres. Okay. Uh, I'm going to switch Padres to the Giants. Okay. Uh, World Series, got the Dodgers over the Blue Jays in seven.
3: Uh, for me, the, uh, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, uh, the Blue Jays, White Sox, and Astros are going to win the divisions in the AL. Uh, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Mariners are going to be your wild cards in the American League. In the NL, the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers are winning the divisions with the Braves, Phillies, and Padres as your wild cards. And I have the Mets over the Blue Jays in the World Series.
2: Mets over the
3: Blue Jays. Yes, bold.
2: All right, uh, and, and I know we got to get a break and then get back in to do Tick to rake. Yeah, we, we, um, we still got some awards to give out. Yeah, but uh, so my MVP in the American League, my, I, I'm giving my top three candidates. Okay, uh, with, with the top candidate being the winner. Okay. I got Vladdy Jr. Okay, I got Mike Trout, and I got Wander Franco. Okay, I don't put. I, I think that the nostalgia, or, or, or that the the Love affair with Otani is still going to be there. Yeah, but I think that the newness of it has worn off, Maybe. so people will yeah. look more so at. Vladdy had a better year. He did last year. Yeah. He had he had a better year, yeah. but Shohei was guaranteed to win that. Yeah. Basically, by about June, uh, he was guaranteed to win that. So my top three: Vladdy Jr., Mike Trout, Wander Franco. Who you got in the American League?
3: So I have I have Mike Trout. Um, I, I think Trout comes back, and I mean if you look at his numbers from last year before he got injured, he was having his best season yet. Best season yet out of all the incredible seasons Mike Trout has had, he was having he was hitting 330 with an unbelievable uh, amount of home runs and a thousand OPS, and the guy was the guy was going off as Mike Trout does. Mike Trout comes back healthy, wins MVP. Yeah, my,
2: Mike Trout. You don't have a top three? Uh, I didn't do a top three.
3: I didn't know we were doing threes.
2: We do top threes every year.
3: I don't remember that. Sorry, it's been a year. I don't well, remember these things. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I I would put uh, I would put Bobby Witt Jr. at number three. Um and I'll for AL MVP yes in his first year I am unbelievably confident in that man man. I'm unbelievably confident in that man, um, number two, I'll go Wander Franco I'm with you on that. Um, what was I gonna say? All
2: right, put throw Vladdy in at number three. I'll put I'll put I can't believe I'll put Bobby Witt at number four. Um, so for my for the NL I've got Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper. Those are my top three. Those are my also top three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cy Young in the AL. Drum roll! <laughs> uh, I've got Shane Bieber okay. winning the Cy Young. And this I picked this before Zach and I even talked about Shane Bieber. Yeah, I got Lucas Giolito at number two. I picked Giolito to win it last year. kind of had a down season based on what we expected from yeah. him. Um I think he's gonna bounce back. I got Garrett Cole at number three.
3: Yeah, I have. I'm I'm gonna put uh, Shane Bieber at the top. Obviously, I have Cole at number two. Um, and again, I didn't do a I didn't do these top threes, but I'll throw. Uh... Mm, this is a tough one for number three. I'm not. The NL is certainly better uh, when it comes to this. I wouldn't be surprised. Otani is in the is in the conversation.
2: Okay. I, I don't know that he's going to throw enough innings. Okay, fair enough. Um, because I thought about him, but I don't know that he'll throw enough innings. National League, I've got Max Scherzer at, at one. Okay, uh, Logan Webb. And Walker Buehler, I really loved what I saw from Logan Webb okay. uh, in the second half of last year, and in the playoffs. Uh, and Walker Buehler is the best pitcher on a really yeah. loaded Dodgers staff. I think he could win twenty-five
3: games. So I, I have Buehler at number one. Uh, Julio Urias of uh, the Dodgers at number two, and I'll go Scherzer number three.
2: All right, uh, Rookie of the Year, American League. I have Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. winning it. Yeah, I got Adley Rutschman second. Same, and I'm going to take Spencer, Spencer Torkelson. Right there with third. you, right there with uh, you, Tor- Torkelson. If he doesn't start the year. Uh, with the team, and I think he should. Uh, he'll be there by May, by yeah. June, and yeah. he's he's going to hit a ton of home runs. The yeah. guy just mashes. Uh, for the National League, I've got Joey Bart, okay. O'Neal Cruz, and Seiya Suzuki, one through three. Um...
3: This is tougher for me because I don't really know who the rookies are in the National League at the moment. I have Suzuki at number one. He was my guy. Um, I watched his home run hit the other day for the Cubs, and I was like, I hadn't yeah. seen much of him before that, and I was like, wow, this guy's legit. Like, this guy, that that's a beautiful swing. It looks a lot like Mike Trouts. That guy is good. Um, I'll just go with your top three in order. I know Neil Cruz is a really, really good player. I'll go with him number two. Um, <sighs> Joey Bart, I'm not as high on Joey Bart, uh, but since he is taking over as a starting catcher without Buster Posey being there, I'll, I'll throw him in at number yeah, three. Yeah, I... I, I I don't really the, know if there are any other better options. I think there's,
2: there's going to be a drop-off. Yeah. But I think that Joey Bart is going to have a nice year.
3: Who are the other <laughs> National League rookies that would be Dude, I don't, relevant?
2: I, 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 I saw a list, and I just... Okay. I, I, I saw a list, and they weren't, they weren't guys I was very, very familiar with. Uh, comeback player of the year. I've got Ronald Acuna Jr., okay. Christian Yelich, and Cody Bellinger. And Cody Bellinger was tough for me because originally he was my top pick. Okay. He's had a really bad spring. Yeah, I'm he's not.
3: Had, a, I'm not. A, I'm. I've been out on him for a little bit. I'm not a fan.
2: No, um, I. I just. I believe in his talent. Yeah. And I believe that if he starts, if he gets a little bit hot, a, a, a switch will flip. Um. But I think Christian Yelich, if he is healthy, I think he's still a very good ball player. And Ronald Acuna Jr. How could you not pick him? The guy tore his ACL last year, missed most of the year, and he's coming back this year. Maybe he doesn't come back till May or June, but he's gonna. He's Ronald Acuna Jr. He's gonna put up numbers.
3: Yeah, I, I actually have a different one than you. Um, as far as these go, so I have for the the comeback player of the year in the American League, I have uh, Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout is.
2: Uh, I, think I, it's for, fair I to forgot say. to do the American League. Okay, I have. Oh, you did. Okay, I forgot to do the American. I was. Real, I was. It was like one thirty in the morning. I, I it was. It. I also did this around one thirty. Well, I didn't get home from work till late. I have number two. Oh, Mike Trout's definitely the American League player of the year. Alex. Oh, I'm saying come, yeah, come, come, come yeah. back player.
3: I'm yeah. saying Alex Bregman, number two. I think Bregman he had kind of a rough year, turns it around, comes back. Number three, I'm gonna go Glaber Torres. I think Gleyber Torres is gonna he really had, had a nice r- spring. He, he's had a nice spring and he really had a rough year in in 21. That's not the guy Glaber Torres is. He's way better than that. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as the, the National League goes, it's a little bit tougher. I went with Lindor at number one. I think Lindor really had a rough year, especially in the beginning of the year. He was just horrible. That's, that's again, a good choice. Not the guy he is. Lindor is way better than what he was for the Mets last year. Hit 241 with a a Like twenty home runs, twenty five home runs. He's going to do way better than that. Lindor settles in under Buck Showalter. Comeback Player of the Year. Acuna right behind him. Uh, For number three, mm, this is a little bit tougher. Christian Um, Yelich.
2: You said you think he's going to bounce back.
3: I don't know if Comeback Player of the Year though. That would be. But but I mean,
2: he's not going to win it. He's going to be top three.
3: All right, we'll give it to him. I don't. I I don't think he'll he'll come that close. But uh, for lack of better options, we'll go with that. All
2: right, and then I didn't put much thought into this, but. AL and NL managers a year. We won't give a top three, I was going to say I leave choice. one here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do National League first. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, it's so tough because I think these two guys have a great shot. Yeah. It's between Bob Melvin and Buckshell Walter. Okay.
3: And I, I'm not Dave Roberts, really.
2: No, because he's they they're supposed to be good. They're supposed to win 138 Fair. games.
3: But aren't the Mets too? And aren't the, the Padres supposed to be good too? Yeah, I but mean,
2: yeah, but it's the Mets. And the Padres are in people. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm gonna go Buck Walter.
3: I'm also there with you, Buck Walter. I'm
2: gonna. I'm gonna go Buck Walter. Yeah. And then in the American League, I have Charlie Montoyo of the Blue Jays. Yeah, that, that's that's gotta be it. Yeah, that's, it's gotta be Charlie Montoyo. The the. the um, they're, they're just so, so one,
3: good one outlier though I will say A.J. Hinch it wouldn't be surprising I mean everyone Detroit, loves A.J. Hinch yeah. For, yeah, that could be one A.J. Hinch is my probably, probably number two there that, that's a great
2: choice A.J. Yeah. Hinch is a great choice because the Tigers were relevant last yeah. year and, everyone and, loves A.J. And, Hinch and they too. could be better this year and he's yeah. a good manager he's a good manager, he manager. Um, alright we gotta catch our final break uh, Today's show has been brought to you by PressBox's Glenn Clark Radio. It's the definitive place to find the best daily discussion of Baltimore sports. You can watch the show every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon or at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports or... Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio with podcasts available on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You never know who might pop up on GCR this week. We called up with new Ravens offensive tackle Morgan Moses, Orioles outfielder Ryan McKenna, and Maryland and former Maryland guard Fats Russell. You can find those interviews and more in the Glenn Clark Radio Week and Review feature right now at PressBoxOnline.com. When we come back, we will close things out with the first edition of this year's Take
1: to Rake. Answering Baltimore's calls for help. Running in when others run away. Working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore Police. But the department needs more good people. People like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for
7: good at bpdrecruit.org. The newest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland Men's Basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship, as Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now, two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars
4: today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt
1: and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today.
3: Is Paul?
2: Just gonna let it play through. We've we've already let it play long enough. You got right, right. to right. All right. Let's
3: let's do it. Today's show presented by Simply the Bet Sport Sports Betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and that guy, Paul Valley, every Tuesday morning at 11:40. Fanduel Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and Vins Aaron Oster joins the guy joins the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 11:40 a.m. Brought to you by the Fanduel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at pressboxonline.com/radio. Watch at youtube.com/pressboxonline. And every other Thursday at 11:40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Bet Preps Brad Feinberg help you make help you make some money. For the weekend.
2: All right, all right. It's uh, it's everybody's favorite segment. I feel like we should have some. Like, Truly the- is we some, need, yeah, we need some theme music some for this. Theme You're right. music for take to rake. Um, that's not going to be it. I don't know. Glenn does this this um this whistling thing for Lil Jordan's Little Jordan's Young Utes on Fridays. Lil' Jordan's Young Utes. Um. Who who is little? I, I don't. He's, maybe, he's an intern who is now our social oh, media. right, right, guy. right. Okay, I do know who this is. Actually. Yeah, he, he's yeah. Our, he's now our social media I do guy here at PressBox. Um, but no, take take to rake. Uh, if you remember, I am the reigning, defending, A little too proud of that undisputed, undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, and take to rake two years running. That was dramatic. It needed to be done, man. It needed to be done
3: uh, since I, don't, I didn't have a trophy. I was close last year. I just I fell off in those last few weeks. I you was, weren't close. We we were neck and neck until about three weeks before, and then you pulled away. I think you had I think you had twelve points. I had nine at the end of the year.
2: Yeah. It, either way, what did Vin Diesel say? It doesn't mean, when, it's all about it, family. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all about family. I couldn't get through <laughs> the first five minutes of that, of that Fast and Furious movie. I haven't seen it no. because I watched the first five minutes and literally. Within the first five minutes, he's working on a car with his son, mm. and, and he asks him. For, his son's like four. He yeah. asks his son for this wrench, and he grabs the wrong one. and He goes, "You sure about that?" And his <laughs> and his son goes back and gets him the wrong one. He goes, "That's my boy." And then Michelle Rodriguez comes out of the house. She goes, "Hot water heater's up again," and he goes, "That's the price you pay for peace and quiet." <laughs> and I was like, nope, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah, that's that's I'm out. that's a
3: uh, an interesting start to a. To a movie, I'm out. I'll say that. I mean, wow, it's all about family. Oh, and 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 then Ludacris, Luda. Oh, Ludacris is a- 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 in this and movie.
2: And, and he's in all of them.
3: Is he really? I never knew that. He's I, in I all know, of I them. I don't. I know like I I know his music and everything. I don't know like what he looks like, so he's I never want to He's in all know.
2: of them, starting with well, with with Too Fast, Too Furious, with which is pretty with, old at this point. Vin Diesel is not in that one. Yeah. Um, but Luda, I don't even know what he looks like. Luda and Tyrese show up, um, in a jeep or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're like, nobody knows where we live, who is this, so he, he says to his son, go do what we talked about, so the son goes and like jumps down into this little like basement thing that's covered up in the yeah. garage, and Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez grab shotguns, and they're pointing them at this car, it's like, peace and quiet, you know, Like I, I, this happened, and I was like, I am out. I am not no, I'm... watching this. Yeah. I can't even get excited because this is
3: so cheesy. Just a really drawn-out movie franchise that probably should have ended like
2: 2012. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and for me, not. I, and for the most part, I've enjoyed. I when I, watch, I like most of them. when I watch those movies. Mm-hmm. When I watch those movies, I watch them knowing that the acting's not good. The plot no. line has tons of holes in it. Yeah. But it's wildly entertaining, and I'm oh, yeah. sure that maybe this movie's wildly entertaining. But like I, I just I the first five minutes I couldn't do it, I Fair could enough. not Fair do it. Anyway, take the rake. All that to say, take the rake. Zach wanted to get out of here by twelve thirty. My bad. Um, it's all good. It's all good. I, I won. I won last year. We need to get a trophy. We, we got. We got to get okay. a trophy this year. But I'm gonna make. My, I'm gonna make my first pick. I've gone back and forth between because we only have one game, and that's <laughs> our, that's opening and day. And not that many Orioles to pick from. <laughs> I, I've well, nine. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of. Pretty pretty solid, man. I I, I like their lineup. Okay. Um, not like the Blue Jays, but I like their lineup. I'm not on the same page. And I, I went back and forth between two guys, and I landed on Ryan Mountcastle. I'm sure you did. Ryan Mountcastle brought it home for me last year. It was between him and Ramon Arias, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. Because I think Arias just hits. Yeah. Um. And I ended up going Mountcastle because I think he's gonna hit 40 home runs this year, and I think he starts on Opening Day.
3: Oh, you know. There's like a big part of me that wants to pick Mateo, because Mateo's been so it. good in spring training so far, and I love Mateo, but I I, I just don't have a guarantee that he starts on opening day. I, you know, he might be the pick I make next week, because I just don't know. Um, if Mateo is the starting shortstop, then that would be a solid pick, but I just don't know that 100%. I'm going Cedric Mullins. How can you not? I picked Cedric last year, and he won so many times for me. All of your wins Cedric were Cedric Mullins. Mullins. Uh, the, no, I had one. At Austin Hayes won one time for me.
2: For the most part, you it, yeah. you were you were Cedric. Mostly Mullins. Cedric. Um, rough spring. Yeah. Rough spring for Cedric Mullins. Yeah. I think he has three hits. I'm not concerned. Mookie
3: Betts had a spring I remember where he was really really awful. Yeah. Um. I, I, and then I'm, he came out of the gates hitting the the hell out of the ball. I mean the guy. I, was, I
2: I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm not concerned because he hasn't looked good. I haven't liked his approach at the mm-hmm. plate. He's been swinging, missing in a lot of bad pitches. Yeah. But they, I do, I will acknowledge that they, all these players will say that a, a, a switch flips when they get to the right yeah season.
3: And regression is imminent with Cedric yeah. Mullins. We know that.
2: Yeah. So I don't think he's going to hit 291 no. with 30 homers and 30 no. steals again. He might hit 20 homers with 30 steals. Which would still be fine. And might hit 270. Yep. Which is still fine, but... Uh, I'm 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 nervous right now. We'll see how it goes. Fair. Guys, that's gonna do it for us here on the Battery. I just want to remind you that the Battery Round was brought to you by the newest edition of Press Box, which is available now as we celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Maryland men's basketball. Uh, their, their 20, 2002 NCAA National Championship. The actual 20-year anniversary was yesterday. Uh, Gary Williams reflects, he's on the cover, he reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later, plus interviews with Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team as we relive the moments that ultimately led to them cutting down the Nets in Atlanta PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Take the rake in the books, the bat around in the books. Next week, we will have regular season Orioles baseball to talk about. Until then, see ya!